And it did work. All right. There will be bourbon returns tonight with super lawyer, future judge, probably a future Supreme Court justice. If I have my way when I win the presidency in 2032, mm-hmm. for those who are out there observing this, remember to vote. Uh, yeah. I am joined tonight with Renee Goble, who I have been fortunate enough to know since sixth grade. And if you know who I am and how old I am, that's a very, very long time. We're going on three decades here, all right? So she's been a uh, tremendous friend. She's been a very accomplished mm-hmm. individual, probably one of the most successful people I know, which is speaks well of me because I've managed to befriend her for this long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Renee, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful night here in Denver, Colorado, and uh, I'm happy to be here with you and my rum. A lot, yeah, rum, exactly. So before we get going on that, I am joined tonight with the uh, the old tub, a new, not so new release from the fine Jim Beam Distillery. They brought back recently. It is a bottled and bond product, which means it must be a minimum of a hundred proof, four years old, distilled during one distilling season at one distillery, and bonded in a warehouse under government supervision. You should love that government supervision. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 the it's the authentic stuff. But they brought it back recently because you know bourbons took off and it's got all kinds of things that they're bringing back. So that is what will be fueling my conversation tonight with Renee, who is Jamaican. Yes, she's an American. And I brought she my was born in Jamaica, and she's brought the rum. What do you got? I brought Appleton Estates. Okay. Um, the twelve-year rare blend. Mm. which my husband, who's also a huge bourbon connoisseur. He's a good man. Says, I love him already. He uh, says that it's uh, this particular brand. Well, actually, they have a 21-year. A um, yeah, my brother's like it it's delicious. It rivals some of the best bourbons in the world. So, yeah. And he, if he were here, and if I were a, a bourbon drinker, which I am not, it's I brought this. Flaw. I know. Well, I've tried, honey. <laughs> I have tried. I've tried. But I brought this to just bring as an offering that I could have, but I won't. <laughs> nice peace offering. I like it. Good. Yeah, what is this? So this is 109.5 proof. Yeah. 54.75% alcohol. It's the Kentucky Bourbon Risky Barrel Fashion with Oak Staves, yep. the private select. Right there. Oh, look there at you. Is. What is your number? What are your numbers? The same. 109.5 proof. Oh, special because the guy like cut it like he signed well, see, the if you look on the back yeah you can see yeah. the different staves that they use to make it it's a really cool yeah. finishing process so if you're ever in louisville and you get to go into the kentucky bourbon trail check out maker's mark because they do some really cool stuff and you'd probably get a kick out of it yeah i know my husband's family's from there so it's it's on my list of places that i have to go to so i'll check it out well yeah i mean i'm actually i'm, I'm throwing the idea of round for when i i do turn 40 this year in december i, I brought it up with maddie couple days ago about going because uh we're going to be off for a few weeks during the christmas time and i was thinking of going out there to louisville since i gotta go see my parents anyway maybe mm-hmm. hit the bourbon trail up again and go see the distilleries that i did not get to to see so if you guys are in the area feel free to stop by yeah yeah i'm hopefully <laughs> hopefully we're gonna go to jamaica for christmas so oh, i'll be at my own distillery well, slightly <laughs> warmer location yeah, no, it all depends on if they'll let us in and what the COVID situation is, but that's well, what we'd like. We'll to get into that, but I have a feeling if a, a certain individual does win, this whole, you know, mm-hmm. travel restriction will magically disappear. Yeah, that doesn't mean other countries are going to let us in, though. Uh, well, at the end of the day, you know, there's still only one country on speed dial when things go bad, and it's us. So if we say we're coming to your country, right. we're coming. Okay. That's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> okay. 
so, so let's let's start with that because you did mention Jamaica. So you were born in Jamaica. You moved to the United States to New York when you were six, and then obviously moved to Florida, and that's where we met once upon a time at the no longer standing Beaumont Middle School in the sixth grade in Kissimmee, Florida. They should have turned that torn that down when we were there. So I'm glad they finally <laughs> I mean, got around to it. You're not the wrong. The amount of asbestos <laughs> that we inhaled, and God knows what. <laughs> Any chance we can get some like class action lawsuits? No, no, I trust me. I checked when I was an asbestos lawyer. I was like, let me just see what the statute is. Um, yeah. No. So the uh, I assume that school would have had to change its name anyway. What were we, the Beaumont Warriors? I'm sure that's yes, offensive we were. to somebody at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not this well, warrior. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got warrior on as we speak right now. Yeah. Because yeah. you are, you were at one point in a. It was it. Were you obsessed with Xena, Warrior Princess? I, I, I still am. You still I, are. Okay. Yes. And then the whole. The and I have managed to. I've managed to bring it down the line, and now my ten-year-old is obsessed with Xena. Is she? And she's like, "Mommy, I don't understand why that show's not on TV anymore." I said, "Because it sucks." And then she <laughs> said, uh, "I said it wasn't a great show. It was just the fact that there's this amazingly hot woman kicking ass, and That's like true. she wasn't some weakling, and all the men in the shows were idiots. It was great. It was just nice to see, you know." <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I still am obsessed with Xena and yeah. I uh I've as I've you know gone through my life and had different re- like you were definitely a warrior in a past life so now I'm still a warrior I just do it in the courtroom this is true so. and uh you are um I would say you're pretty good at that yeah 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 okay let's and let's delve into that because so we know who we're talking to here tonight uh, as I said, Renee did go to law school once upon a time, went to Stetson University in Florida. She's a hatter, uh, yes. which mad I had hatter. mad hatter. Yeah. Which reminds me, I'm supposed to go as the mad hatter with Maddie for a Halloween costume. Oh, party. nice. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Definitely I mean, send me pictures. you know, yeah, we'll, we'll bring her out. You're going to see her at some point walk through to go. Oh, I'd love to see kitchen. her. No, yeah. that's literally one of my husband's favorite characters. Um, and he's actually thinking of getting the Johnny Depp. Uh, mad hatter tattooed on his something so i'm like on, okay on his something okay we'll, we'll come uh, back like a, yeah, no no on his arm somewhere in his arm we'll talk about that offline as we like to say okay. <laughs> went to stetson and then you went up to law school where'd you go to law school i went to john marshall in chicago in chicago which is mm-hmm. a uh, fine institution i'm told yes it's actually <laughs> the one uh I, I still believe it has the same ranking that it's uh, the the law school that has the most sitting judges in the country come oh, out wow. of that school that's yeah. that's not a bad thing so at this point you need to live up to your- yeah no i know there's like this judge hall of fame and i'm trying to get there so okay. uh, that was that was the whole goal so yeah. and you were close yeah, recently right very very close just very close. last month i was on uh governor polis's short list to be a denver district court judge which was amazing that's yeah that's awesome. um but yeah i had uh I didn't get the appointment this time, but there's other opportunities because I am quite young uh, you to are. do it, but uh, it'll happen. I'll keep trying. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. I mean, if we were like 59 and having this conversation, I'd be like, yeah. well, <laughs> look, you know, Renee, you, you had a good run, but. Uh... <laughs> right, right, right. No, but yeah. and I had I have so much amazing support in the community. So it really just kind of fueled that, you know, I just got to keep going. So I, I that's yeah, I mean. I've been hyping you up to everyone that I ever come across. That's like, when we talk about, you know, friends who are lawyers or who've done this, I'm like, oh, well, guess what? I have this friend who's in wherever the hell she's at, Denver at this point in time, who's about to be a judge, say something. 
and they can't. <laughs> so that's good. That, but we'll get you there and uh, I'll keep, you know, sending as many emails as necessary. <laughs> Thank but, you. I appreciate yeah, it. We'll definitely get you there. So now this is what I wanted to get into because you had the, uh, the honor, I suppose, to, to as soon as you graduated, you, your first job was at a law firm called DLA Piper. Mm-hmm. US, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what were they known for in, in or what was it, 2008? Yeah, no. well, yeah. Yeah, it's 2007, 2006, but whatever. It was, so DLA Piper is a large international law firm. And um, what one of the big claims to fame in the, in the United States branch is that we did the Major League Steroid Baseball investigation. So Senator George Mitchell was, after he retired, he was a lawyer at the firm. So he brought in all interesting cases and business. And it just so happens I wanted to do white collar defense and investigations. And um, there was, I just had the, the, I had the free time. They're like, well, we need a, we need to staff this case with, you know, you have to fly around the country and, and interview baseball teams and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's crazy because it was such a huge deal at the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the early 2010s ish, it's like when you know the baseball steroid, well, steroids in general was coming out with the yeah. or having the bad rap and the side effects and so forth. So, anyway, it was like a huge deal, and I get you know put on this case, and I remember being in a room full of like just we had lawyers from the union, we had lawyer from the baseball team, then you had our lawyers. I mean, it was just a room full of lawyers, but these people ha- were, I was like 24. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these people were practicing for our practice. Cause I would call you. I'm like, Hey dude, yeah. what is this? What is this clubhouse <laughs> they keep talking about? Cause I yeah. had to learn baseball. Never right. mind. Like, you know, the legal <laughs> stuff that was easy, but uh, anyway, but it was these, these uh, really accomplished lawyers that have been practicing for years, worked on big cases. And they were all like, this is the case that you always want to work on. And here it is like the first thing out of my, out of my gate. And um, so anyway, it was just a blessing. I really learned a lot. I really learned to listen to Cause there's different sides to the story, right? We had the yeah. baseball players. We had the former baseball players. We had the, um, the, the coaches, then it was the management, and then it was the doctors, like everybody had their own perspective, and we had to piece it all together. And it's, uh, it's really, it was really interesting. So let, let me back up real quick. So, okay, mm-hmm. how were, how does one, you said you wanted to do white collar crime or white collar investigations? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does, so say someone's graduating from, uh, you know, John Marshall Law School today. What, mm-hmm. How do they end up doing that? Is that something you just, because you volunteered and your track record allowed them? Oh, no. To, yeah, yeah, so how there's, there's, so there's two main types of areas of law. There's okay. litigation, which is the fighting in the courtroom stuff. And then there's transactional, which is drafting contracts and wills and, and legislation and stuff. So there's okay. the ones that write and the ones that get up and talk. So I'm the get up and talk girl, right? Okay. Makes so sense. that puts that puts me in a different category. So most law firms, especially a big firm like DLA, they have what's within their um, practice areas, they have a litigation group. And then the litigation group specializes in, you know, certain type of civil claims, torts, uh, could be white collar or, or even criminal. So you, you, have, you specialize within that. So white collar investigations in particular, and this was also, cause when I was at that firm, we were representing people from Enron, like that whole thing was going yeah, uh, down, was... Arthur Anderson. So I was like, well, let's do this. <laughs> you know, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. So it was really just because of the firm, the fact that I was a litigator and my firm had that practice area. And these, because it's a huge firm, we had the big clients, so. That's crazy. 
So, okay. Mm -hmm. So there you are, you're 24. You are in the middle of this investment. Now, when you started it, did you know, or did you have a feeling that this was going to be as big as it ended up being? Or were you just like, oh, this is cool? Uh, I was definitely, I was very naive. I had, yeah. I'm like, what, why does this matter? And yeah. uh, I mean, I remember you, you were on the baseball team. And yeah, I was, I was like, I had just given I'm up like, my fledgling college career at the, 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 pretty much around when this kicked off. It was probably when I came back from Iraq. So it was like 2004 yeah, or 5-ish. So. Yeah, I think so. Cause I remember yeah. calling to ask you questions, not just about the baseball yeah. stuff. Well, like really baseball stuff. There's a lot of intertwining yeah. there, but yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah. Okay. Cause I remember, uh, trying to keep in contact because this is such a it, it's the way it intersects with our lives between you and I and obviously you were in the states the whole time but um you know deploying in 2003 2004 compared to now is is night and day because like I yeah. said back then you know we were still doing handwritten letters you know yeah one or didn't two have phone the technology calls. yeah we yeah. didn't I mean and then when the internet finally showed up it was you know two three hour waits in the uh for the for the internet dial-up trailer and yeah. then I would get yeah. on and of course the first thing I would check was always sports and the, the funniest thing was I stopped paying attention for a while because I remember the Magic, the Orlando Magic basketball team where we were from. They had, yeah. they were in the middle of the longest losing streak at the time in NBA yeah. history. It was like 20-some games or something stupid. And Doc Rivers was the coach who got fired, who just got fired again. But anyway, <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because at the time, you know, Barry Bonds, my favorite player growing up, always will be. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a huge Giants fan. And that year in 2004, I think, was when the Giants were in the World Series and lost to the Angels. Yeah. And Barry Bonds obviously was a huge focus of mm -hmm. this because yeah. of uh, what Balto, what was it, Balco, Balco out here in the Bay Area. Yeah. Yep. Um, so okay, so there I went you out are. there to interview him. Yeah, I didn't. Did you didn't actually interview doing, him? I did not, but we oh, were. That was say. part of one of my teams. So I had specific teams, and the Oakland A's was one. Okay. Um, the Reds, the Oakland A's, but that was great. <laughs> um, the Marlins, of which I got to meet Joe Girardi, and. Yeah, I he was a guy and, I always yeah. suspected because the dude was like 50 and shredded. Still is probably, but sorry, yeah, Joe. No, he, was, just he was a serious dude, man. He did, was really? not messing around. Yeah. Mm -mm. He didn't want to be there, there no, or he just didn't want to? Oh, he didn't want to be there. And yeah. he was, um, he, he is business. That's all I have to say. And I respect him for that. He was mm -hmm. like, you all, I should be out there coaching my people. And yeah. I'm in here with y'all. So what do you need? He had his little notebook. And he's like, what? I'm like okay well let's because he's from chicago right and so i was yeah, living in chicago yeah. and, and the partner i was with was from chicago so we asked like we're just joking around like what's your favorite chicago pizza you know because that's a yeah, question yeah. you ask and he was like let's go <laughs> okay i'm, I'm not like, here so to we're be not doing friend, that mm -hmm, not at yeah. all not at all who else so, okay so you said you yeah. said you talked to the oakland a's so why why the a's but not the giants Oh, it was just a different, so it was a different team. So we had, like, I was with the team from Chicago. Oh, God, I was going to say, I mean. And the people that, it was weird. Yeah, it didn't make any sense because we had an office in San Francisco. So the San Francisco okay. firm or um, yeah. office did that one. But for some reason, we did the ace. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense. The, 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 the home team went to the nice side of town and you guys. <laughs> yeah, <did okay. laughs> that's right. That's right. That is exactly Trust me, right. I, I, yeah, I, I've been to both stadiums many times. There's, a, there's yeah, definitely a, a difference. <laughs> that was the first time. So we went in August. Uh, oh, and the other thing I had to do on that case is I had to go to like all these spring trainings and they were in Florida. They yeah, were they're in, in Florida. Sydney, Florida. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, you can fly me home. It's fine. Right. Uh, yeah, I totally had to go to the Astros. I said, this is so funny because we would drive by this and make fun of it and yeah. here i am yeah so that's true like, so so what the focus of probably the astros was what like jeff bagwell craig Biggio. 
Um, um, oh, Jose Canseco. <laughs> Canseco. Well, was, yeah. Well, Canseco just decided to just write a book and blow the whole fucking thing. Oh, I know. Him, I know. That was a yeah. Definitely some of the clues we had. I actually got to interview Billy Bean. Okay. Super nice guy. Yeah. yeah um, Moneyball. Yeah. You know, he was just like legit, just chill, nice guy. Um, but no, they had a lot of issues, and then we realized they also shared the locker room with the um, the base or the bat football team. So Raiders. or no, the same area. Yeah, they had yeah, the same yeah. one. So we're they're like, which who steroids are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, point, see, so. that's what's so weird to me because, and that's why you're probably going to spend more time on this than maybe you want. But this is just a huge no, area of interest to me, to me at least. Um, and, and the reason I say it's a huge area of interest to me is because I will preface everything I'm going to say going forward. I've probably said it on other podcasts or at least in chats with other people is there's not a single thing about steroids in sports, let alone baseball, that I care one bit about. I just mm. don't. I don't think for one minute if I were to ever have taken steroids or whatever anybody was accused of taking, it would have turned me into Barry Bonds. It wouldn't have. I may have been, I don't know, I may have been a slightly better what division two college baseball player maybe mm -hmm. i don't know but it wasn't going to turn me mm -hmm. into a superhuman that's that's my thing with it but then also at the same time um it, it reminds me of a conversation i heard with mark cuban on an interview the owner of the dallas mavericks probably six mm -hmm. seven years ago at this point and i think we're, we're probably getting to this point if we're not already now it may just be behind the scenes is that we're going to get to a point with medicine that it's going to be individualized i think to the actual athlete under the care of the doctor, under all that stuff, like, hey, this is what matches your blood type, your DNA, whatever. This is what is the best for you that you should take. And I, if that's what's considered performance enhancing, okay, great. Let me see the best players in the world already as they do something completely safe and regulated and, and monitored by professionals and how it turns them into even better athletes. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see me the guy who tops out his fastball with major league baseball's curveballs up there playing. I don't want to see that. I want yeah, to see you the, want to best. See the best in the world and how right. they can just they like can literally push it. Yeah. I don't want to see me try to debate you in court, Renee. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I'm yeah. not on your level, but I want to see the people who are on your level in sports, as an example, do right. the best thing they possibly can. And like the whole legality behind steroids I get it. It's a, it's a changing in the culture and society. Like we've seen with a lot of things over the last 20 years, but so has our society and culture, you know? Yeah. Things are, so, oh, yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm prefacing by saying when you were going through this, were you ever, as you learned more and more about who was and who wasn't, were, was, was there ever any part of you that felt like you were doing, like, how did you feel while you were doing this? Were you, did you feel like you were doing good or, or what was going to come of it was going to be like, changing at the, of the, the landscaping baseball and sports in general, or like, what did you yeah. feel as a 24 year old? I guess, obviously, cause that's important. Right. Well, knowing that I did <laughs> not, not as wise as we are. Yeah. Today. Yeah. For real. But I didn't care about baseball. Didn't, didn't <laughs> ever want to watch the game. Even now, like I have yeah. trauma from this that I won't go. People are like, Oh, you come to a game. I'm like, Nope, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I just, it's not my thing. Right. But yeah, got it. So with every case that I do, uh, and particularly when I was in private practice in the corporate world, I had to find the meaning and the purpose that was going to, you know, going to make me kind of push forward. And so for this case in particular, 
um, it was the notion that kids are watching. And if kids think okay. it's okay, uh, if my if my hero, Barry Bonds or whoever is taking steroids, then I'm gonna take steroids because, and what it does from a medical scientific perspective, if kids start taking it, it will diminish their growth and it will diminish all these, you know, there's horrible side effects. So it's one thing if you're an adult and you wanna do it, fine. But when you mm. were, so that was, that was for me was the rationale of why, you know, I needed to push forward with it. And, but then, you know, I'm kind of along the lines with you now, Eric, um, now that I'm, you know, 20 years, 15 years yeah. out and, yeah. and I'm looking around and, you know, I watched the, uh, did you watch the Icarus documentary? Um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Which so I, we, I was a, yeah, I got yeah, something go on that though, when you're done, because I think, it's yeah. Funny. So my friend, Jill, um, my, my friend, Jill, she, she met the, 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 um, the guy who directed it. And okay. anyway, it was just, so Rand and I are watching that and I'm, and just watching how Russia did not give a fuck. Nope, <laughs> like, not one fuck yeah. given. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's like, who are they, but who are we to regulate? Well, I mean, I know the world, you know, sports organizations, a whole nother thing, but I was just sitting there like, we're in a different world. And I don't know that it's, if, if we're so, and for me, for Icarus, and I think what's specifically cycling, it's about the recovery. And I'm sure that's the same thing with baseball. And that's the same thing. Like people play their their best in baseball because there's so many fucking games. I had no idea the season was that long. I said, no wonder people get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all can cut that down. No one needs to play. Well, that's you why times. this season has been the greatest thing ever. It's 60 <laughs> like, like, like every game yeah. matters. It's every day. I love it. And now we're in the play. I know. I'm watching the Braves beat the Dodgers. Hopefully they beat the Dodgers because I can't stand the fucking yeah. Dodgers. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's just like um oh I lost my train of thought. <clears> you were talking about Icarus. <laughs> Icarus. Um, gotcha. Oh, so the recovery time, right? Yep. So with sports, you even look at baseball, people are playing great in the beginning until you get injured or until your muscles are tired. Mm. But if you need to take something to recover, it's not b- being able to rest your muscles and not have the soreness. is not going to make you throw the ball faster. It's not going to make you run faster. It's like none of that. And this, I even talked to one of the first interviews I had was Andre Dawson and knowing that that oh, dude wow. was yeah. like, he was, he was the shit Cubs. and he's, Right. And at the time, not on, um, he was working for the Marlins at the time and not on the, he wasn't on the major league baseball, like the hall of fame list yet. Mm -hmm. Because I had to do, I had to research every single one of these people. So I'm like, he was, yeah, yeah. But just, he's like, listen, everyone, he's, he's like, you, you have to know how to hit the ball. You have to know how to do this and that. Exactly. <laughs> like taking this shot is not going to make you hit the ball or throw the ball or whatever. It's just, right. it's, the re- it's the recovery aspect. And I've done a lot of work for, you know, as far as my, my physical health and my mental health. And it's like, you need some, some supplements sometimes. <laughs> you need a little tea or this and that, you right. know, to just, right. just get you to back to, to even, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what life is like. All, you look at old people and they have their whatever, because that's what they need just to survive <laughs> this is what yeah. i need all right and maddie Mine is wrong. maddie's got her wine i mean but that's my thing so let me get to the icarus thing before we we, we miss yeah, out yeah. so well I, what i found interesting about the icarus, icarus thing is like he did it one year and he's like man i did so good let me see how much better i can do with this and then it goes into the whole like he manages to it, uncover all this stuff at the I same know, time. I know. Yeah, I don't but think he did meant you not to notice like that, he yeah. did worse on the quote yeah. performance enhancing shit. Right. Like right. if that was supposed to help him recover, it didn't. It, he, it wasn't working for him. He was doing worse than he did naturally, which brings yeah. me back to my original point is that, yes, I see your side of it. But at the same time, just like Andre Dawson said, 
None of this stuff is going to make you into, I'm not going to become Andre Dawson, a Hall of Fame baseball player, just by being this average college talent who shouldn't have probably been on a college team. Right. Like, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think Eric, people are advocating saying like, here, take steroids and it's going to make yeah, you yeah, the best I got thing that. in the world because you still have to work. And that's, that yeah. was probably the most pervasive thing. And that's why I'm like, yeah, if you're still doing it, putting in the work you or doing anything, then yeah. And so it was with the, with the investigation wasn't just steroids. It was like any, there was a list of stuff. Like there'd be certain, like if you had a creatine powder or one of your protein mixes had yeah, something the, in it that would show up and you're like, really, yeah. you know, like creatine, like these guys need to build muscle and yeah. do whatever. Like, it's is that, the, so then, the then it's like, is that that's ever been proven to actually work? Right. And so is that <laughs> performance enhancing under your definition? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So what? Coffee, so you want the water when you're tired right. and thirsty? And I mean, I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously, all of this stuff is at some point naturally occurring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, but that's why I think this is why this means so much to me, because I think it was, as, as you also said, culturally, like 15 years ago compared to today. Yeah. There's I'm way not, worse not, things, yeah, kids can do and get, like, you know, on Amazon. And you know what I mean? Like, they can get Renee, stuff. I drive down the highway in California. There are billboards for apps on weed delivery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you're in Colorado. You probably I'm in Colorado, shit. man. We, exactly. uh, we, we okay. started. So you remember shit. when you and I grew up in Florida, yeah. like, oh my God, if you smoke marijuana, you're going to fucking jail and you're going to die. Oh, yeah. you're gonna and go you to don't even hang out with like, those kids. Right. I, I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even, honestly, it was not, I was, I was I so like out of the loop that I didn't yeah. realize you were the band. <laughs> I was, I was a band nerd and we didn't, not that I knew of anyway. Yeah. Some people did like to snort pixie sticks up their nose, which was just so stupid. That's what we did on the band bus, That's what we did on the band bus. Snorted pixie um, sticks up our nose to like, I don't even know why, why that came up, but that's that. <laughs> shit we did. Hey, it's, it's the rum. But, but my thing with that is, is that culturally, I think we're at a point and, mm -hmm. um, and this is what I would like to see because I feel like this whole era is still, it, it's still unnecessarily in my opinion, because I grew up playing the game and, and I tried to pursue it as much as I could because it's all I ever wanted to do. All I ever wanted to do was be a professional baseball player. It didn't work out, right? Because I wasn't good enough and there was nothing I could have taken that would make me good enough. But those from that era, the best of the best, the Hall of Fame level athletes and players like Bonds, like McGuire, like Sosa, these people are still being demonized for the era yeah. that they played in. But it was also, yes, there was a quote steroid error, if that's what we're going to do, but they were still the best within it. Yeah. Like they didn't go for like Barry Bonds wasn't just some scrub. That dude was a Hall of Fame level guy before all of a sudden all the stuff that he's accused of doing took place. Right. And then didn't he go play another sport too and kill it? No, was that was him? Michael Jordan who went and played basketball. No, not him. No, not of course not him. Um, there he, was somebody. It wasn't Barry Bonds that played football. No, Barry Bonds. He played baseball. Baseball. <laughs> I'm going right, to need you to figure out what. <laughs> I know. All right. No, it but so that's Michael my thing Jordan. is like the Hall of Fame. Like, and I feel it. There's been a shift over the last few years, but unfortunately, like these guys are going to run into these arbitrary rules about oh, you're no longer eligible because you've, you know, exceeded your years of eligibility, you know, like it took Dawson for a while, but mm -hmm. Bond, Sosa, uh, McGuire, the main three who've always been, you know, targeted, but never proven anything, whatever. Mm -hmm. Raphael Palmera, who literally went to Congress and lied. Like, I mean, 
that's different altogether. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. let me talk to you about that in a second. But my point is with this stuff, these guys are still the best that ever did it within that era. And, you know, you still put them in because there are literal racists in the hall of fame. Okay. Yeah. Say what you want about Ty Cobb. Yeah. Great baseball right, player. Right. The guy did not like you, Renee, only yeah. because yeah, you look a little differently than me. That's that, yeah. like, that's, that's yeah. real. So what you do is you put, if you need to put a fucking asterisk by it, do it. Be like, Hey, these are the best of the best in this era and let them mm-hmm. in. Cause that's mm-hmm. what the bait you cannot tell that this is how hall of fame to me has always been defined as, can you tell the story of the sport with or without these players? Yeah. That's you a great way to put it. Right. That's a wonderful you cannot tell the story of baseball in those years without bonds, McGuire and Sosa. You can't do it. So you have to unfortunately lobby like the commission people that make up these stupid rules and like change <sighs> well, you're the it. That's lawyer. How it works. Can't you do that? I mean, I'm a... No, that's no, <laughs> I do, actually don't, I don't care enough, yeah. but I know you do. So find, you know, get a little group and have it be lobbied and say, listen, you know, I've got so many fights. I need to pick first. I know you really, you really need to pick some higher ones. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And and that those men get, because I think the true, um, like champions of the sport and the people who love the sport, like know who they are. They don't need to be told that way. You know, like you. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't, I, I honestly, there, I just gave you a book topic. Go write your book about like, you, to write a book? <laughs> you know, right. I've got the a, Hall of I've, Fames that, that should have been that, that are in my heart or whatever. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's, there's so much stuff I need. Excuse me. I need to write that I just haven't. I know. I know. I'm in the same boat. I just have my little list of, okay, this is another topic. And one day it'll come out. It'll come out. I, I still want, what I still really want to write is my like mini series script of, my time in drill sergeant school because it was the funniest nine weeks. Oh, great. Ever. You should totally do that. I know because everyone's so used to seeing, like, I think there's been a few recent attempts at, you know, dumb military humor, but at the same time, it's never really caught on or kept, like the most stuff that people see is just like, oh, the military is like this super serious and everybody's a hero thing that's presented to them. It's like, nah, we're just some fucking idiots sometimes. And you guys should see mm-hmm. how it really goes. So that's yeah. what I'd like to do, but because it was literally the funniest nine weeks of funny. my life. Um, And the shit that we did and the stories I've been able to piece together from other people that were in my class, there was 120 of us, I think like 98 or 99 of us graduated, but talking to some people over the years and just taking notes and never really doing anything with the notes. This shit is funny. Like it's (laughs) funny. It's funny enough to where it's not just funny for us, like who are in like everybody else who's not and doesn't need to know what the military or the army is, will still get it and be like, yo, you guys are dumb, funny. Mm-hmm. I t- totally minute. think you should do it. Yeah. I know. I just get a little tape recorder and start jot- jotting down and go get you a, like a ghostwriter and they can start it. No, no ghostwriter. I'm getting, I'm not, this is all me. I'm not, I'm not, no, no one's allowed to come in on I'm Just saying they can get you started and then you, you know, yeah, sometimes you just to... need to start. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. So why did Raphael Palmero feel like he should go to Congress and lie? I don't know. I don't know anything about this fool. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember that? <laughs> no. No. When they did start doing the congressional hearings with these players, like Raphael Palmero went and he was like, I have never, ever taken steroids. Basically, you should go watch that congressional hearing. And then like literally a few weeks or months later, he was the one that was, he was like the main one that was proven to have like Mm -hmm. done all this shit. Those are the ones that come out and make the big stink because they have to like act like they don't. It's that simple. But what, what? 
in your opinion, as a as a lawyer, and sounds <laughs> like me like he perjured himself and he should yes. go to jail. But why would Period. you do End that story. at that And if level. I'm his lawyer, I'm going to tell him, don't, don't say that because you just not, I can't, I, I can't counsel you to commit a crime. So, You're going to talk to Congress. Yeah. This is probably where this, hey. He might have been a, on other things and just whatever, <laughs> his performance enhancing. Yeah. What have you. So that was, all right. So, uh, okay. So you did that entire investigation. How long did that take you? Uh, almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally, so the report was, came out December 20, 2007. And that was literally, I moved to Denver in December, 2007. And because I remember the Senator Mm -hmm. mailed it to my house and with a a handwritten note, thanking me for all my hard work. And, um, but yeah, that's when that was, then I moved to Denver. Did they, did they send you some rum for your service? No, 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 no. I did have a nice collection of baseballs that I have. Oh, that's cool. Do you still have them or did you sell them already? Yeah, they're actually in my office, uh, but I have one from each of the teams that I interviewed. What do lawyers like to drink? Scotch. I've heard people, I've heard professors make a lot of Scotch references and whatever martinis yeah i've martinis. definitely been a couple of martini lunches with lawyers maddie it likes depends. to drink martinis when we go out and uh she always asks for extra dirty oh, i think they're I've, gross i think yeah. any i think any it's a salty liquor. briny thing it's like if you like salt that's what that is it's and i get i get i like i prefer vodka martinis i don't like gin martinis yeah yeah gin is um, gin is one of the worst creations outside of tequila ever oh yeah dude that my uh my last, it was our like first year law school exams. That was the first time I tried it and I decided to shoot it like it was tequila. Oh gin? And that, and gin, oh, yeah. That, I was like, oh, I'll just have a shot with some, with some lime. Cause I'm 21 and didn't know shit. And, and yeah. it was just, it was terrible. And I definitely puked that night. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because you went to Stetson where remember Chris Maloney and Loyal Mm-hmm. they went and i remember going to hang out with them at one of their frats or yes, whatever frat yeah but Sigma their drink no, they're Sigap. like Sigap. yeah Sigap. their frat drink was the tom collins which is made with gin God, yeah and i used to just pretend like that yeah this stuff's so good drink. Oh, oh my god that it's so bad, bad. Anything gin bad related, yeah. just, there's nothing good about gin so if you're a gin drinker out there there's no reason for you to be listening to this anyway because no, there's a show the... called bourbon it's there will be bourbon not there will be gin no one gives a fuck about gin so anyway nobody does that thing nobody. is terrible i don't know what its purpose is well i'll so tell many, you what like, its great... purpose is its purpose what? is distilleries need to sell something while the good stuff ages so they make vodka and gin because he can make hey, it instantly and bad. sell it that's why i'm just saying it's comforted it's a... me many a night <laughs> well hey you're maybe you can get the gin industry shut down did you ever think about taking yeah. that case up i know because i don't care about that either i got real <laughs> issues like opioids and homelessness and yeah and how's that pandemic going? you want to hear a funny that. story so anyway mm-hmm. We just moved in. I love how we go from like opioid pandemic to funny story. Well, you yeah, said homeless, so it's a funny story. <laughs> okay, it, happened, <that's... laughs> it happened like two days ago. No, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. So we're in this really brand new, super nice complex here in Napa. But unfortunately, literally right next to us is a homeless camp. Mm-hmm. It's par for the course in California, especially the Bay Area. Oh, they're moving around here in Denver too. It's oh, like yeah. until you well, anyway, clean it up so, and they go to the next one. So we're sitting out by the pool. I'm sitting there reading. And all of a sudden I'm like, 
what's that dude doing? Uh, this dude jumps the fence because he couldn't get in because the fence is, you know, there's like, the, yeah, it's the, gated. yeah, the gates to the pool are, you know, you need your little fob to get in and he can't get in. So he moves the trash can over, steps on that, <laughs> hops the fence. He's in, yeah. he's wearing boots, black pants and a black polo shirt, dives into the pool, mm-hmm. immediately gets out, hops back over the fence, gets on his bike and rides off. And we're all just looking all at right. each other like, did this just, did this shit just happen? Like the homeless people out here are wild, man. They really, really are. <laughs> so they here in Colorado, we have like streams and creeks and there's yeah. actually one right here by my apartment and that's where they go and bathe. That's better. Um, and luckily, so Denver actually have, we have mobile bathrooms that kind of go on different streets in the city and they just, so people can have, take a shower or use the restroom. Um, I would use that, business. to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's some of our, actually one of my first cases in Denver when I became a city attorney was to convert a, well, it was a, they, it was a, whether it was a, um, a homeless shelter versus a community center was the legal issue or zoning oh. issue. Anyway, long story short, the whole purpose of the community center, which did get stay open, um, was a nine mil, or $9 million facility. And the reason is so that people had somewhere to go during the day to take a shower, have a nice meal, just get away from the elements and just feel like a decent human being. So um, Mm -hmm. there are, there are resources if you're in the right city that have places where they don't have to jump into your pool. Um, But yeah, that's our biggest problem right now. And as, as far as a government, especially in a pandemic, it's been. They've they've shoved these people into the home, into like hotels out here. But I think what it's created Mm -hmm. is a a whole other issue. Cause you talked about working remote. Um, Mm -hmm. People in the Bay area out here, especially in San Francisco, they're working remote because they have no choice, but they're also figuring out they don't need to be there anymore. Nope. Mm -mm. So what's that good? A lot of people are like that. Yeah. Well, cause you know, in the army or the military in general, we like to call, you know, these, this thing called second and third order effects, like, if we do this, what happens next? And then what happens after that, right? So yeah. the second and third order effects of this pandemic and forcing people to work from home and realizing they no longer need to be there. Well, the yep. third order effect is going to be- A lot of empty buildings. Yeah. A lot of empty what buildings. Is, and, what does that yeah. do to a city and its economy and the right. market? And so, yeah, I'm just curious to see how this is going to play out in the next X amount of months. Because yeah, I think it's it was, a very I real thing. No, there's ways that the city, you know, we're saving money in that regard, but then we're, we've lost so much, you know, because especially for our, you know, revenue is a tax base. Um, so, yeah. So at the end of the day, when you finished your time on the Mitchell investigation, what in your mind, what was like the overall outcome that you want people to remember? Because it's been what, 13 years? A lot of people that yeah, thirteen years it's probably now. forgotten by by many people, but it, people who who are actual fans of baseball definitely remember it. I remember it. But what yeah. was what was the ultimate outcome of that? Well, so there was evidence that there were certain players that did have performance enhancing at least products. It wasn't specific to steroids, and it was a recommendation of like, what do we do? You know, and, right. and what do you do with the ones that we are aware that we're using now or at the time, but. I think as you know, the report has the information. If you're a baseball fan, like, okay, so you, you judge for yourself. If you yeah. know that these players use this and you saw how they performed, um, does that change your love of the sport or them? That's it's, it's your decision, right? So I don't think it really does anything beyond that, but it was to, I think it was a, definitely to send a message of 
steroids are bad, don't have kids do it and all of that. Um, and I think now there's probably way worse things people could be taking, um, if at all. And, uh, and you know, you move on to the next problem. But I think they devoted a lot of time, money and resources to something that probably wasn't as important as some other issues that they could have dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Know? And so that's why I that. said, like, we're, we're, if we're not already in it and we just don't know it yet, I think we're going to yeah. get to a point where Mark Cuban was talking about, like, look, medical research isn't going to get worse. Like performance enhanced, like the stuff that was going yeah. on at Balco, it's not going to just get about, worse. <laughs> there was an intellectual argument about whether the um, Tommy John surgery was in a performance enhancing thing. Because when Tommy John's had yeah. that surgery, he sure that's was true. throwing a lot better. So well, also when he did it, that was a career ender. Mm -hmm. Now that's just like par for the course, right? Like you're, if you, you took, if you got Tommy John surgery, when he got it, yeah, you were never throwing again, but now those guys have gotten so good at performing that yeah. surgery. Same thing with tearing an ACL in football. You tore right. your ACL in football. That was it. Now, yeah. oh, yeah, bro, we'll see you in, a, oh, we'll you see you in six to nine right. months. You'll be your good. Your career's done. Yeah. Right. Same, right. With, yeah. same with did Achilles. Kobe Bryant was the perfect example. Everyone's like, oh, Kobe Bryant's never going to play again. Like, do you guys know who Tommy or Kobe Bryant's surgeon is? That dude right. came back and right. still was Kobe Bryant. Like he didn't get worse. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but that's the whole point, right? We want society to grow and prosper and 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 have advanced advancements. So that yeah. includes with your athletes. But that's and that so. goes back to the core of my argument with all of this is like what baseball is still so beholden to tradition. They're the main yeah. sport it is that America's is America's sport, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're still they're the main the main major sport that is still tied and has places so much stock in their numbers in terms of stats that yeah. they hold every one of those records sacred. And when someone breaks them, like, do you think the NFL gives a shit that the, the quarterbacks in this era are destroying the Dan Marino and the Joe Montana's records of 20, 30 years no. ago? No, they think no. it's great for bottom for business and bottom right. line. And, oh, yeah, and it they're looks, right. Uh, my boy Tom Brady. So what is it? He's a vegan. Hey, how do you do against he... the Bears on Thursday? Just real quick. I don't do know. Do? I, I stopped watching. Oh, I'll so tell you what happened. Real... If you want to know, he lost, and that okay, was the game I was supposed to be at with my dad. I had tickets for us in Soldier Field, oh, yeah, and they yeah, canceled. Yeah, yeah motherfucker. That would been a great game. Um, no, I love Tom Brady. Back to my point. Like he, yeah. he's like a vegan, and he eats whatever. Like he, he, like he does all this spiritual shit. And like, is that performance enhancing? No, Maybe. because the motherfucker could throw a ball well before that. Did you see his combine video? He couldn't yeah. run for shit, but he could throw a ball, right? And that's his job. And, and so when you, yep. yeah, for the next twenty years, you develop your craft, and you also learn to refine your body and know what your recovery needs and all of that. That is you being a good athlete. I, I look, I agree a hundred percent with you and you got to so, understand not everybody right. is not everybody's made like Tom Brady. A lot of people just want what that sport brings them. So they don't put so the look work at in. somebody like this is the counter argument. This is kind of a okay. dumb one, but so Usain Bolt, that dude, fastest oh. man in the world. He would eat like two McDonald's cheeseburgers right before he ran. Like I'm talking like two minutes before he hey, ran. That's good calories. So imagine if he didn't eat that, what that would have done to his performance. Like maybe if he had, I don't know, an energy bar or some breadfruit and ackee or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. and, and so there's another thing in, in Jamaican like culture that the reason why we're so fast and good at sports is because of the food we eat because we eat all like natural like everything yeah, is fruit, so we have a fruit called berries, red fruit there's yeah. ac like all of it's right there from the land and that's and it's got a lot of protein in it it's true so i have a anyway you know great, me i can go on a food tangent i know you can you are <laughs> you do have some solid food dollars there's a great picture i i remember posting about this uh so 
there's a picture at the finish of it was either the last Olympics or the one before it. Usain Bolt's finishing, and then everybody else is like literally, I don't know, an arm's length, if not more, behind him. And I remember I remember posting like these <laughs> this picture is the fastest man in the oh wait. No, this is a picture of the fastest men in the world. The other is Usain Bolt. Because <laughs> it's like he's that much faster than the yeah. fastest men in the world. It's not it, like yeah. it wasn't even fair yeah, yeah. to see what he was doing. And I, I don't Imagine know. Imagine if that dude had a little extra something, something like what you were he saying. Your point of like, oh, it might be great. No, I think it's like breadfruit and Aki. I don't think it's anything else. He's, was he supposed he's really, to run this year? Was he going to run? Oh, I don't know. He's busy with his new baby. He had COVID too. He didn't really hey, have any symptoms, I think, like but... I said, we've all got COVID at this point. Yeah. Just let, it, just let it run its course, you know? Right, right. Uh, no, that's right. I forgot about the Olympics. Those got postponed until next year, but I didn't know if he was yeah, no, he was not. No, he's done. He's, he's done. He's, He's Is done he? with the Olympics. Um, he he's I thought maybe he'd at least be on the relay or something. How no, old is he? He's like mid 30, 30, fucking 30, 33 or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he might be 36. Like old man length for, uh, yeah, for he just had a new baby too. And he's just going to, you know, at this point, yeah. just live your life. But good. isn't like sprinting, is it like being a sprinter probably like the easiest sport to train for? Like, oh, I guess I'll just go out and run today. <laughs> yeah, really, really. So you gotta, I mean, do you gotta like, train oh. those muscles, though. You gotta train and loosen that's up those true, muscles. That's true, but but Bolt was yeah. he's always so lanky. And it's like the thing about yeah, that's the thing because I'm I'm tall and remember I did yeah, track were, and yeah, I didn't do I wasn't good at the sprinting. I was good no. at my right. Mine was the four hundred, the four forty, um because I could do. I, I could was like Michael fast, Johnson. But I had I had a little bit. Of, I could do a little distance, but don't ask me to do two or three yeah. laps. Or I, I definitely won't run a mile. They put me in the mile. I said, "Don't do this." I have asthma. I, <laughs> I got asthma. <laughs> I said, "I need the quick race." Yeah. Um, but you know who always did well with like the tiny little Hispanic girls? They would run, and I'm yeah, just that's like, weird. Why? Because they had such smaller legs and limbs, right? Yeah, less oxygen. So it's either the tall people or the small people. But I don't know. It, it was strange, but they were fast. Yeah, Very I fast. think I think what we've realized throughout the history of of just elite athletes, sports, men, whatever, women, you could probably you probably could dial it down a little bit more specific to women in terms of their height because their elite sports are so much. They're more they're they're more they're limited, I guess. There's not like there's not mm -hmm. a women's football, baseball, like the, you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. the the elite women athletes are doing a few things. You could probably study that a little bit more. But for men, yeah. I feel like. The elite athlete across any spectrum, whether it's strength, whether it's speed, whether it's jumping, football, whatever. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, the NBA is the best athletes in the world. I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's true. They're the best tall athletes in the world. But I think in terms of like strength, speed, quickness, all that good stuff, I think still the, the magic parameter is probably like five, nine to like six foot one six foot two ish maybe in terms of mm. explosiveness and well, I think it depends on the sport and stuff yeah I, outliers I, but you know yeah i say like the best athlete the best athletes in the world are like fucking snowboarders that come off a helicopter and fly down a mountain yeah that's, some, of, that's like, some other shit that's exactly. that's what i see here in Colorado, yeah. and i'm like oh no, it's and true. it's it's actually frustrating because 
They are so they have such good dexterity. They're so strong they're and VO2 fearless. Max and all that. They're they're right. Imagine if they level. imagine if you yeah imagine if you put them on a basketball court and a football like whatever because they See, are. I don't I don't know if that translates because here's let me let me give a good example. I, and I agree. I don't necessarily think it does. Well, but, this is me gonna nerd out, and we're gonna get into some nuances of shit, right? So you obviously know I'm a, a CrossFit nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Rich Fronin was, in my opinion, still now granted Matt Fraser's doing some stuff. He's got a, who's going to rival it and he may be the next coming, whatever. But Rich Fronin was the one guy who was just blew everyone away and, and came out of nowhere and did that. And they tested his VO two max and it was off the charts. So he would obviously be elite in whatever sport you could utilize to do VO two max. He's also extremely strong. He's also extremely fit. He can do pretty much everything physically you want someone to do, but mm-hmm. He went to a Division II college baseball team and basically wasn't going to make it. So he mm-hmm. is not great enough as an athlete to even be decent in baseball. Yeah. But in anything you want to test him at physically from like combine standpoint or, you know, hey, what can you do yeah. in this as an individual? So that's where I feel like these things, they don't automatically transfer over. Like, yeah, I can respect the, the, the Olympic level skiers, snowboarders, their VO2 max. Like those guys are... They're on another level. Like, I can't do that shit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't think they're going to beat LeBron James in one-on-one, just like he sure. can't go snowboard with them. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so- right, 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 right. I, uh, I was dating this guy who was, uh, he's ATF, and I think he was Special Forces in the Navy. I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was, uh, he was 6'3", beautiful. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he's just extremely fit. And I remember, like, you were talking about his workouts, and, I, you know, he was like, I'm, I am... What was he? He deadlift like 400 pounds or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and and I said, well, what are you working out for? And like, is it for work and stuff? And he said, I he and I respected him for this. He's like, I don't need to work out. I work out so that I can be functional, so I can get as big as I need to or whatever. Yeah. But it, I need all my things to work, so I need to be flexible. I need to do it so in case Basically, something goes yeah. down, especially because you know he's a yeah. military guy. Something goes down, yeah. I need to be able to 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 go. Right. Yeah. And so like he was one of the responders during the um, Aurora movie theater shooting. Oh shit. Yeah, I remember that. And oh, it was yeah, like it's all coming back. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was like, you know, you need to be ready for anything. And that means yeah. your body needs to work for you uh, yeah. at that time. So it's you know, he can it's like I could get big, I could do all this stuff, but if I can't do my job or at least be mobile enough to go fishing, ride my bike and play basketball, then what's the point? You know? Yeah, I mean, and that's some people could take it to that level. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, I learned all that from my father, but I mean, I didn't really get into it until honestly, I didn't take lifting and working out seriously <clears throat> until I was in the army and deployed. And, yeah, um, I, and I wasted a lot of good years, probably. <laughs> What's that? Yes, you did. I remember. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a and, different Eric in sixth grade, and then there oh, was yeah, the high was, school was Eric. Then there was a yeah, it's a chunk. Um, you always had a nice backside, though. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. That. I still have it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> now it's you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but that to this day, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, dude, I'm 39 years old. What do I need to go down every morning and go down to and 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 do my my lifting and then go to the gym once I'm during yeah. the day? Why do I go do that stuff? Exactly for why your ex said. Like, when shit needs to happen, I want to be able to do it, but also. I don't want to be one of these people who's just waiting to die. And, yeah. you know, no, you know, like, no, no. I, I, I have that stuff ingrained in me just from my DNA, but I, regardless of how great or not so good I was as an individual athlete, I still want to see what I can do. 
Yeah. No, and I think our bodies, you know, as I've gotten older, because I didn't meet, like, working out was not my thing either. Yeah. Um, it really just until, like, after I had a baby and as I got a little bit older, I'm like, oh, I actually might have to do something. I mean, I did find <laughs> yoga, which just helped, yeah. you know, it's especially yeah, it's kept my muscles lean and tight and everything. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where as you grow, you're like, oh, man, I almost, I, I wish to God I had the workout work ethic I had now oh, yeah. when I was in high school and an athlete. Oh. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I had ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> I had ice cream for lunch. I would drive to Publix and go buy ice cream and eat that because that's what I could do. It didn't, it didn't affect my body. It didn't affect my performance. But if, my God, if I had that and yoga and just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are those things that I wish as an yeah, athlete. We, we and I, I see now stuff. kids. Yeah, kids now get it. Like I see high schoolers in yoga classes. I'm like, yeah, well, yep. shit. I should have done yoga. Well, I mean, because- that's the cool thing about Jazara. Like she does, you know, she's doing the whole virtual school thing still, but their their mm-hmm. PE class, like they have to do literal workouts from these websites and these YouTube videos and submit them yeah. every every. Like they have to do stuff. What was our PE class? Go oh, sit around. Yeah, we didn't do shit. You, we you changed play, you out. You played basketball. I remember kind of, not really. Yeah, or but... you just sat around in your little clicks and talked <laughs> exactly. about everybody. That's like what nobody did, did anything. Did like, nobody. I did remember anything. the only one day. I do uh, remember. Is there, um, is there a break? Is the, a ghost uh, the global residence? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't have any animals in here. I know what the problem is. Um, oh, I do remember. Uh, what was it? Field day. Field day. <laughs> Field yeah. day is when we had to like. That's when people could show their athleticism. I remember there was always a race and then, yeah. you know, all those other little goofy things. It was basically like a track meet, <laughs> you know? That's true. And I was terrible at it. Like once we got to high school, I was, but I was still, that's because I just, I wasn't. Well, you're growing like your body. You, you don't, nobody knows what they are, know what their thing is. Yeah. Some people I mean, think they do, but it's what's forced down to you about your parents. You don't really know. So you get in the world. And well, I was just dumb. At. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't apply anything I was being told until it was too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no one, actually no one, Eric, I don't think nobody that I knew told me anything about dieting, exercise, yeah. whatever. We're immigrants and we just came, we were yeah, surviving sure. and still trying to have our little Jamaica in our household and, and just <laughs> not really paying attention. But I was, even though that's what I had at home in the world, I was living in the United States in, yeah. in Florida with all these different cultures and trying to figure it all out. And, but yeah, these were not things anyone told, told us. And that's well, why definitely. with my kids, I want to show them like, Hey, yeah. we're, we're going to eat these things and do this and that because yep. they can either take it or leave it when they're done. Yeah, but at least they have true. a framework. And uh, yeah. I, I have, uh, I still, now that, now that I've uh, got the, my equipment again, set up, like Jazara is here back. She's back mm-hmm. to lifting. Like the kid is, she's amazing when it comes to the stuff that she's yeah. done over the past two years. But when she gets right back in it, like she has, like kids got perfect form. Granted, I taught her it, but she actually learned it. Like, you know, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's got a really cool, like ability to do stuff that you tell her and she won't quit. And I just wish we would have utilized awesome. and harnessed yeah. that stuff sooner. You already know all this stuff, like not to bore the audience of whoever yeah. listens to this thing, but you know, all these gripes I've had over her years, but mm-hmm. um, no, I think it's cool because you're right. Like Jade, especially like you don't want these kids that we have to grow up, not knowing the stuff that we do. And if we, if we don't tell them, then that's our fault. Yeah. Because yeah, they got to learn some stuff the hard way, but we could, you know, ease it a little bit. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing is uh, I just, I just want her to take away from the time when she's no longer with me and she's on her own. Like, look, 
do something every day. I don't care what well, it is. Yeah, do something. Your kids are paying attention. Just like I think about this, the stuff that my parents have taught me that I've taken with me. It's like, it's subtle shit, but it's still stuff that it's, yeah, it's, it's a, made a big difference in my life, you know? Um, so real yeah, quick, I, before we transition on, yeah. I just want everyone to know yeah. who is listening and watching. If you already understand what Renee has done through her life, uh, she's got a lot of uh, awards and shit from graduating through college at the highest levels of her class. Mm -hmm. Super, I don't know, what is it? Tier one law school, went to the, some of the greatest law firms ever, about to be a judge at some point. And if you want to know how you can accomplish that yourself, you need to eat, eat ice cream three times a day while you're in high school. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, what we've exactly. uncovered tonight. As a like three varsity <laughs> athlete, that's what she did. Eat ice cream three yeah. times. What is your favorite ice yeah. cream flavor? Oh, fucking Publix vanilla ice cream, dude. Publix that is, is it in? Is Publix in Colorado? No, I'm talking exactly. about that's when I go to Florida. The first stop besides <laughs> one of the Jamaican patty places. I really? said, my mom, my said, my y'all need to have Publix ice cream. But that, if you look at the ingredients, it's like eggs, milk, yeah, the five That's why I go to Tillamook <laughs> Farms. So Tillamook yeah. Farms up in Oregon. That's no, the same no, thing. I know that, but yeah, yeah. we get five. their cheese here. Five but I'm just degrees. Like, that's all Publix you need. ice cream, and it's still like they changed the packaging, which irritated me. But last when I was home in Florida uh, this past summer. Yeah, it's still still got it. And even Jade, I was like, Jade, because she tries to think she knows more than me. I'm like, listen, I know about ice cream. So I made her try the pie. She had had it before. She's like, yeah, it really is creamy, mommy. And then we went down to Fort Lauderdale and they had a Carvel ice cream. I don't know if you remember uh, yeah, that. Yeah, soft serve, very soft Oh, serve. yeah. And so I remember that from when I we lived in New York for yep. just one year. Miami, and, uh, I remember Carvel from Miami. Oh, yeah, with the sprinkles. So I, I yep. took the kids and I'm like, all right, so this is, they think I'm full of shit, right? They're like, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I bring, I said, I'm going to, I let them choose, but I'm like, I'm telling you this vanilla, like calling it the sprinkles. Cause that's what my sister and I got. And so they eat like, my God, this is so creamy and soft and delicious. I said, I know I've lived on this planet for 39 years and I'm a coffee, <laughs> ice cream expert. And I'm telling you, I know what I'm doing. Right. I got to sit there, but you know, that's the thing about them, which I appreciate is they got to learn from themselves. They got to sense it for themselves and make their own decision. Correct. But it's so frustrating. I'm like, don't talk to me about ice cream. So speaking you, of which, I think I might go get me a popsicle. I was going to say, have you made your own ice cream yet? I have. Uh, it was yeah, one I of got, the- I got my ice cream maker. I got, uh, it was one of my, from my first marriage, it was one of our wedding gifts. And I remember my ex saying, we'll never use it. We'll never use it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to use it. So I used it three <laughs> times, but uh, it was just one of those things living in Colorado. It was like, you wanted to make ice cream very often. And now I'm completely off sugar and ice cream as much as it makes my mouth happy. It makes my tummy very unhappy. So uh, yeah, off, fortunately I will imbibe in all the ice cream on your behalf because yeah, it's fine. there's certain things I won't give up. I mean, when I, I go home, I will have my Publix vanilla. And if my yeah. tummy hurts, well, God damn it, it's, it that's, it it's my yeah. tummy's problem. Yeah. I mean, look, um, there's an old saying that people will do anything for their vices. And I agree. Look, there goes Maddie. Maddie? Hi, Maddie. Real quick, say hello to Renee. Hello, Renee. Hi. <laughs> All right, those two have met. Uh, yes, watching. check that off. Yeah, we got awesome. that checked up. I mean, we are going to come visit Colorado at some point. We have a lot of plans. Dude, it's been like, I've lived here 12 years now. I know. 13 years and i know and, yeah, and i just once. yeah no so really you could you're full of shit if you tell well, me you're i'm not, not full of shit first of all i've been here four years and i don't remember any visits oh wait i'm sorry uh yeah i visited and uh i'm when was the last time oh in florida i forgot that you yeah, I, yeah florida i'm talking about california so yeah 
That's where we're I at. I visited in, in like March. <laughs> okay, you're right. We did meet. <laughs> like All right, but that was minutes. not, that was hardly a, a real. No, that was meeting. terrible. But anyway, yes. Uh, I only remember it because In the middle we of a distance. fucking pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, but, like Maddie and I, we do need to get out to Colorado. I mean, we've talked about this. I think she went out to, Co- babe, did you go out to Colorado? Yeah, she went skiing. She knows. Oh, yeah. Go skiing up there. Like she does that stuff. I don't. I just drink. Steamboat. Yeah. She was in no, a steamboat. No, honestly, you and my husband, I would I would love to just sit back and watch the two of you. You're very I, yep. similar Can't in a lot wait. of ways. Grant and I, we're gonna get down on some bourbon. It's overdue. Yeah, you can so do your do bourbon that. and um, two of you sit in the hot tub and look at the stars and I'll watch the hot tub and look at Well, as long as you don't <laughs> sell the house before we get out there. I mean, at this point. Uh, uh no, I mean that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to get out of here soon. We will. Um, All right, we so... can still do that in Denver, but let me uh, let me remember. how you doing on time over there? Are you good? I'm good. What is I it? Know. Oh, it's yeah. It's not. I got another hour before I go to bed. So okay, you're good. She's got an hour. All right. So just out of curiosity, I don't know if you know it, but what it, it took you two years for this Senator Mitchell investigation. How much did that cost? It was like a gazillion dollars. What did you guys bill? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Oh, it was something absurd. I can't. I can't even remember now, but I remember because it was uh, like we and we obviously had to build my time whenever, but it was because we knew it was going to get scrutinized. I think he just sent him a bill that said for services rendered for like <laughs> nine million dollars. Oh, something. my God. And that was it. And uh, yeah. Um, so do you get paid out of that at all or were you just on your salary? Yeah. Yeah. Just nothing. Salary. Yeah. So how those firms. Were, Not that you were like, probably doing bad, salary. but still. No, no, you do it. You have a base salary, and then depending if you go over your hours, which I certainly did, then you get a. You yeah, know, I remember what your hour your hourly rate was. I think you told me. I remember something. It was you weren't. It was were, no, as a first year associate at a big firm, I was billed out at like three. Yeah. No, two something. I, I thought it was like three thirty um, for some reason. I don't know. No, it was something dumb. I wouldn't yeah. work that. Yeah, I remember that. Right? I'm like, damn, Renee's making that much an hour no that's not what i'm making oh i know but it's just me out at yeah exactly so but it's the overhead of the firm and then obviously there's the partners like all their knowledge that's being imputed to you but yeah by the time but you get to that point where that makes it's the big companies that really could only afford you um it's true yeah but so, now I definitely know I'm worth whatever I'm, uh, and then it's funny, <laughs> I'm a government lawyer now and I'm not worth shit. You're not worth <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, that's the downside, right? Public service. No, so now they bill us yeah. out at like a hundred dollars an hour if we get our fees or something. I said, oh, y'all God. need to bump that up at least yeah. to 200. Um, you know, this is 15 years of prime experience, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, so you went all, to Colorado I, next, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What'd you, what'd you get in? What you get into when you got to Colorado? So I was uh, I was at a firm called Wheeler Trig. It was a litigation boutique, so all they did was litigation. So no transactional lawyers or anything, because it's a different personality. Transactional lawyers are people that want to sit and read and write, Dorks. and they're usually introverts, right? Yeah, and then exactly. <laughs> our litigators are the like extrovert, the extroverts yeah. and That's the like, you, you know. Yeah. Right. They're the ones that are up, you know, in the TV and whatever. I've been watching recently how to get away with murder. I, I, oh, like, God. I hadn't seen it. So <laughs> many. Well, first of all, I don't watch legal shows because once I took evidence, I realized it was all bullshit. Anyway. That's the same reason I don't like watching army movies because they're all. Stupid. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the same thing with doctor movies like doctors. Yeah, nobody wants to watch that They shit. just take yeah. it and glorify it. So yeah. which sucked because I used to really love the practice when I was in law <laughs> school and I just saw watching it. But um, so anyway, it's been literally 
20 years since I've watched a law show. And, um, and so people are always like, oh, they want to talk to me about law and order. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> is it so really? a lot of people have recommended this to me. And I just started watching it last night. I'm like, this is, this is good. Like the, some of it's bullshit, but the drama aspect of it, I'm like, oh yeah, that is the yeah. definition of mens rea. Like, look at them teaching people. <laughs> like, it's been great. Um, gosh, what was my point? I don't know, but I like oh, it. So anyway, so <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about just so that personality, right? Where she's this big, powerful force. And those are the people who are politicians. Like they're, they're the litigators, right? So um, I go to a litigation shop where it's all litigators. It's a small litigation boutique, about 70 lawyers at the time. And so I became a toxic tort lawyer. And so I represented it, or I represented companies like GE and Foster Wheeler. I did asbestos defense. So I did a lot of I know everything there is to know about is best. Well, my middle school, uh, see, that's it. Oh, right, right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, how it was like pervasive in in the Navy. And so I learned learned a lot about cancer and mesothelioma. So, um, and then it's a medical malpractice, medical device. And um, yeah, and it's interesting. So the companies that I was representing, um, you know, GE Healthcare was one. McKesson, those big companies, I'm now suing in the opioid lawsuit. So it's oh, like full fucking circle. Man, yeah. 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 So oh, I'm like, man. I was representing you here and now I know how you work. And here we are, you know, on the government side because your opioids are killing our society. Um, so anyway, sorry, back to Wheeler. Oh, so I good. did a lot of that and I tried to, I basically flew around the country trying cases um, because we were just, we were just our litigators and it would uh-huh. be sometimes we would come in like two weeks before trial, and they're like, give us the file and say, go try the case. So I worked with oh, a wow. really dynamic team. My, um, the partner I worked for was actually in Army Special Forces. <laughs> I talked about him. Yeah, so he, just having that training was phenomenal and a great yeah. guy. So, um, but yeah, I really traveled a lot and, and practiced in different states, but I, then I had Jade. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I can't travel like this. And I need right. to not, I need to be home. I need to be in Colorado. Right. So I had my license in Colorado for three years and never practiced in a courtroom here. So um, after I had Jade, I, I'm like, I had to figure something else out. So I ended up, long story short, went to- um, No, Lewis we don't Rocker do long Rocker. story short here. We do short story long. Yeah, whatever. So Lewis Rocker <laughs> Rothgerber was the next firm I went to. It was actually called Rothgerber Johnson Alliance then. And it was like the Colorado firm. And it was litigators and um, transactional lawyers. And it definitely felt more like a family. And that's where I became like a full Colorado lawyer. And there I worked on, it was great because I uh, First Amendment was kind of my thing. And so I was able to do First Amendment religious institutions law. Yeah, I was um, say, what's the First stuff. Amendment again? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> focusing on like, you know, the religious clauses, but uh, also free speech or all that stuff. So I represented the Catholic Church here in Denver and in Philadelphia. And, you know, they have been in the news quite a bit, um, but I was on those things that I cannot talk about. Um, and that certainly changed my perspective on certain things. Um, yeah. Um, so that was the only time visit. Yeah, I certainly had to like, I had to, that was one time I had to fly to Philadelphia and help with some um, investigations and stuff. So uh, exciting, but it was, it was, I'm like, I don't, I didn't come here to travel. uh, (laughs) And then that's really where I did a lot of my condemnation work. So I'm a condemnation lawyer for the city. And so really like honing in my constitutional skills between the First Amendment and the Fifth Amendment. Um, And 
yeah, I was able to just try cases and just be more focused in Colorado. Okay. And then I, I sat on a bus and again, long story short, and I got roped into joining the city attorney's office and now I'm their lead litigator. So instead of having, so as a government, if they needed, if they had a something go wrong, they would have a transactional lawyer do the litigation or they'd farm it out of house. And the city attorney at the time was like, well, that's dumb. Why don't we just poach some of the best talent and have them come here and be our litigators? So that's really what I am. That's what you do now. That's what I do now. Real quick, we need to back up because I do this with every military person I bring on and they start speaking in their speak. Quickly, First Amendment and Fifth Amendment, what are they in dumb people's words who don't know? Okay, so the First Amendment- not, Hold on, not dumb people. I'm sorry. You're not dumb if you don't know what saying. the First and Fifth Amendment are. But, but we're gonna... I, can, I can summarize. I have my little copy of the Constitution I always have next to me. There's so the First app. Amendment are those really- there is. I'm a paper person. I have my little constitution copy oh, that I got when I got sworn app. in. That's right here. Oh, that's it. that's so funny. Anyway, don't distract me. The, the First Amendment is your, you know, they're all your basic rights, but these are the ones of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, um, freedom of the press, freedom of association. So those are the things that have been very prevalent lately with all the protests. Oh, and yeah. Things. Um, um, so that's that. The Fifth Amendment is the, there's actually a lot of things packed into the Fifth Amendment, mainly, you know, self, there's, you can't incriminate yourself, um, the, the pursuit of, or life, liberty, and property. Um, and that's also the eminent domain clause that the, the government cannot take private property without just compensation. Big focus uh, on Yellowstone. There, Have you watched Yellowstone? Uh-uh. What? All right, keep going. No. We'll get back to this. No, that's it. That's, those are the basics. Well, how have you not watched Yellowstone? Because I, I don't watch TV, dude. We've you don't have about to. This. It's a show. You can just literally stream and binge watch the entire thing. Anyway, Yellowstone, I would recommend. What's it I, on? Is it on Netflix? It's on, it on? Peacock of all random things. Oh, I've it's heard about the par- that. I don't yeah. Know. Well, anyway, Kevin Costner is the main character and there's some other okay. really good actors and actresses in it. But anyway, I would highly recommend you check it out. There's three seasons worth. We just finished it. Um, but eminent domain comes into play in the third season. So he, the, the, I guess the crux, the crux of it is he's this big ranch owner up in Montana and he's, there's a lot of shit going on. It's, it's very good show. I think you would absolutely love it. Grant probably would like it too. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. it seems like it'd be something up his alley as well, but anyway, I would check, I would say you check that out. But anyway, now what I really want to get into is the Supreme Court nominee. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> the enthusiasm and th- this should be like the no, Super Bowl man, for you. There's a there's it a should new- be. It yeah. absolutely should be like right. in a normal world. In a normal world, I would be. I would care. But you have to understand. Right now, I really got to limit my my intake of the news. So I'm I, the election lawyer for Denver right now, and uh-huh. like. I got two weeks before my world blows the fuck up. So I'm like, I'm not, I got to keep it calm. Wait, so, so two weeks, is that the election? No, no, like all the stuff to, what, what time, what day is it? It is the October 12th. <laughs> okay, so Halloween. Like three weeks. You're getting ready for three Halloween. Weeks. Three, three weeks, weeks, the election. Yeah. Are you, wait, what, 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 are you, what are you anticipating? I am anticipating potential civil unrest at the polls. Well, uh, I'm anticipating, um, you know, some stuff going wrong and, you know, needing to file a lawsuit at the last minute. Okay. So, so let me ask you, we've this, had a lot I, of, uh, well, um, yeah, yeah no, 
So I have two thoughts. The first thought is I'm in your camp when it comes to that, because I've, I've modified my position to think that regardless of who wins Biden or Trump, I think we will have the exact same outcome and reaction. I agree. Right. Right. Doesn't matter who wins. We're going to get the same exact fucking outcome. Just different people. Yeah, And I think people will turn out just for even just voter intimidation, you know? Um, Oh, that's been going on forever. I mean, look at, I know, I know. So, but you can't be here and there. You can't be there. So I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring what I need to bring. Yeah. So, so, okay. Anyway, my point is back to the, back to the, that's why I'm like, I'm not paying that much attention, but I know, but I I think you're right. It should be my Super Bowl. So let me ask you this then. So we both just to clarify what we're expecting or unfortunately, unfortunately expecting, why are we, why do, why do we have, why is that going on today in 2020? How did we get to that point in your opinion? I think we got to it because of our current president and how he has, um, I mean, from day one, he's so paranoid about losing and how he's like really focused the election on, you know, all these things are going to go wrong. And, and they, he doesn't know there's states like, like Colorado, Denver in particular, we've had our mail-in system forever. And we are actually the model in the country that people should utilize because our stuff, is, it's like solid. And it's just frustrating because we're getting, you know, asked all this information, which we have, and we're happy to give, but mm-hmm. this is not a normal election. And it's because I think he heightened things that didn't need to be heightened. Like just let people go out and vote rather than, I COVID didn't help for sure. Um, yeah, it's going to be really, it's going to be a difficult, it's, no matter what happens, it's going to be difficult. So do you, you think know? it was, it strictly has come out of the last four years or is this something that based on no. the prevalence of the, the news cycle and how everything's amplified yeah. in the media going back, even to, because Obama was treated this way, just it was not as much because there's. I think just specifically with the election, because of the whole Russia investigation and the impeachment and all that process, like of just that, like, there was something that went awry with our election process, right, potentially, right? And so there's that now, this heightened lens on that. Um, And then we have, you know, the president, I mean, just some of the stuff that happened, it was too predictable. And then it was also like, are you really doing this? Because it's like a playbook that we could all see wide open, like with the whole, um, gosh, the whole thing with the um, what he got impeached for? I can't remember now what country well, it was. I mean, he got yeah. impeached for. I, I know, mean, I know it... what the reason he got impeached <laughs> for, but you know the circumstances around it, uh, yeah. the whole Biden son investigation, and you know I need you to look into him, like, and look at where we are right now. Who's the the Democratic nominee? Biden. It wasn't. It was like it was already set in stone, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the impeachment had to do with him up, up, allegedly soliciting. That was a big fucking waste of time. Foreign that was a big... in, interference into this election. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is a big waste of time because. But look at what was going on during that exact time. Because I kept telling my, I'm like, this is a distraction. This is a distraction from something else that's happening. And what was happening? Fucking COVID in Wuhan, China. So I'm like, no one was paying attention to that. It was right around the same time, Eric. And I'm like, something's happening that we're not focused on and we should be focused on. Look, I would, I mean, I don't want to do conspiracy talk radio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. We, we, we could definitely have these conversations on your property in Denver at some mm-hmm. point in time. Because I, I would probably be more inclined to agree with you. I just think I don't, regardless, whether it's Trump, whether it was Obama, whether it was Bush, whether it was fucking Clinton, like there's always something 
going on that is designed to distract. Yes. Clinton had his issues. Last and president yep. to be impeached, right? Mm-hmm. Bush mm-hmm. had his issues. Plenty. Obama had his issues. Like, yep. mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of them were because of who Obama appointed. They weren't really attached to him. It's just, you know, a lot of the <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Um, yeah. A lot of that stuff always goes on. Like, so let's not pretend this is new and unique to administrations. It just, I think it's amplified, unfortunately, in a way because of what I've said over the course of this podcast catalog is that social media has made us worse as a society. Yeah. That's why I'm not on it. I just can't even deal <laughs> with true. it. I can't That's even true. deal with it, man. But, yeah. I remember it was last election. It was two, the, whatever the last election was. And it was, right. it was the last, it was August. Cause it was also when the, the last amount of when people gave a damn about black lives matter and the racial tensions and police brutality was four years ago. And yeah. I, I, I was like, I can't go through an election cycle like this. And I got off and I have not been back on. I ended up finding Instagram so I could take pictures, like look at pictures of golden yeah. retrievers and food. And I'm a much happier <laughs> person. I don't care what you ate that day. I don't care where you went. I don't. And so people need to stop putting all their shit out there because no one really cares. They really don't. It's too late. It's already happened. I know. I just. So do you I think you're going to see a I'm regression like, from that, or do you think we've have? We I would hope so by now. I was every time people are like, well, all this stuff. You're like, what are you riled up about? Because of some post you saw that someone put together that you don't know if it's true or not. That's what you're riled up about. How about yep. you just don't just don't go on there. Yeah. And it's funny, people are like, I need a social media break. I said, yeah, break off altogether. There's actual life and like society happening around you. And the best thing that I did when I got off of it back you know it was four years ago but i because i was always on my phone i stopped being on my phone and i started mm-hmm. talking to people around me i saw so many beautiful interactions on the bus or at the restaurant i would talk to the whoever was making my food like there's no need to be on it and everyone's still even more so now tied to their phone because we're all working from home or you know have well uh, that's kind of a, a lot of what you said is kind of at the the i don't think i sent it to you I, I probably didn't but i wrote a piece for one of my buddies websites a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. it kind of touched on that it's like there there's more to it but a, a, one of the portions was like we're literally getting upset with friends family neighbors about issues that largely don't affect us because we just think differently mm-hmm. on them so yeah. we'll sacrifice that friendship or that family member or that neighbor just because, oh, you think like this and I think like this. But well, everyone that's should it. Be able to think the way they want you to love them yeah. anyway. And if you can't, then fine. But that's but the point. That's, wasn't yeah, that the point and, of the American experiment is like, hey, Renee, you get to have your opinions. I get to have mine. And we, and get, we get to do to it in a society together. where we're not we're not penalized for having those beliefs or feelings. And guess what? At the same time, we can go hang out on fucking Sunday, drink beer, shout America and watch fucking football. Like that's what we're supposed to do. Yep. But somewhere yep. along the line in the last not so distant past, this has all been yep. caught in the question. And we're supposed to suspect everyone who thinks differently than us. And I don't want to live yeah. in that society. I don't. I totally agree. And I think you put that beautifully. And that I don't know, I don't I really can't pinpoint it. I don't want to base it on the Trump administration because I don't think that's fair, but it certainly has been more heightened. I know that I, I felt that in my experience, but uh, that's the whole point of America is that everyone can be different and coexist. And lately it's been the exact opposite. Yeah. That's why people want to literally give up their entire life livelihood freedom 
everything, family, whatever it is they're escaping from, because that was another part of it. I'm like, you know what, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the organization flavor of the month in our country is very defined at this point. And I, I wish people would take some actual time to just step back. And, uh, and I know this based on just because of my experiences in the Middle East, like, you know what, slavery has gone on in this world since the dawn of civilization and in hierarchical societies where we've been able to figure out that power leads to control and control has manifested itself in controlling other people since the dawn of organized society. And I hate to say this, but it's true because I've seen it. Like there's some real modern day slavery going on in this world. And it's, it's focused in the middle East where these workers get imported from the Philippines, from India, from Pakistan, from all these like third world countries they're forced to surrender their passports on arrival. They get them back in two years, maybe. And, yeah, and that's, that's what they terrible. do for six days out of the week, 12 hours a day. They work. Whether, yeah. it, you know, some of the females get put into hotels because they're pretty faces and that's what they show to, you know, the, the tourists who come in. That's the resort face. Or they're stuffed into uh, manual labor camps and they build these high rises in Dubai that everyone marvels over like, oh my God, look, it's Dubai. Like, yeah, do you know what the fucking people are that right. build those? Like, right. you guys don't know that shit because you're too busy like hitting like on the Instagram models pictures from there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, and, and the, the stuff that we- I'm waste, with you, I yeah. I know, but the stuff we waste energy over is not as real as it should be because we're manifesting, I think, in this country, a lot of our problems and social media does it. It amplifies yeah. a voice that isn't as loud as we think it is. But it's not real. Like social media is not exactly. It's not it's real shit. It's what they choose for you to see. Right. So and like, if I'm sitting here having some depressive manic fit, I'm not posting that. I'm posting me being happy holding a fish, <laughs> right? Like some people post- are, some people are posting the opposite and making you think like that's real. When it's I not- know. Right. It's not, it's what, it's all what the creator wants you to see and you create your own content. That's why I have a really hard time because I don't trust people that yeah. their content is what it is, you know? And, and I, I'm the one that requires a lot of information in order for you to prove something with you. That's why I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I need evidence. That is, that I need, I need a lot of information. Yeah. And before yeah. I'm going to take a position, I better know as much of the information as I need to, to do it. Speaking so yeah, of I don't care what your little meme is. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me some facts and some data. Yeah, that's true. See, and I wish more people were like that, and uh, but not, not, not enough people are wired like you to think. Hey, let me get some actual proof to this stuff. Rather well, yeah, than, I think you know, that it just dumbs down our culture. It dumbs down our culture <clears throat> because everything's at our fingertips, and be like, well, somebody put this together and found out that this plus this makes that. And in mm-hmm. reality, is no one checks it. No one facts checks anything. That's why Amazing. that's not where you need to get your news from. God damn. Did, did you did you read my post after all? Because I touched on that too. Like this thing I right here. So you need to just send it to me. I will. Everything, yeah. everything ever is right here. You just have to yeah. wait for the page to load. Right. That's what I, that's, that's what I wrote. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at the point where my phone, it's like four, five years old. It's dying. I have to keep deleting pictures like every day. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to let this thing go all the way. Cause I, oh, I'm man. like, no, like, I was, I'm going to let it go. I was just telling Maddie about this. I just paid this shit off last month and now magically the battery sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's a fucking. Thing. You're the whole reason I even got in the Apple products, as you said. You're sold, welcome. I had my I little brought you to you. whatever. Yeah. No, because the battery still sucks, right? And especially now that I'm on calls and I have all my other product, like I gotta plug it in the whole time. 
and it's done. I whatever. I'm at the point unless because this is my only outside thing to get to the rest of the world, like my daughter, my food deliveries. Like I need to have it, but that's food deliveries. Did you hear what she just said? Food deliveries. (laughs) That is your elite judge right there. She's a part of the elite. (laughs) I am. I'm just sometimes when you're working real hard and you come home from a long lawyer day and you don't want to cook (laughs) nothing, and you can call and have your sushi delivered within 35 minutes. To be fair, Maddie, I, I've tried to wean her off it, but she she was very uh, grocery delivery before she met me. Um, I, I just, like shopping I for groceries. That. I think it's a. I it's don't. A, I, I love it. You know what? So my I, I haven't told you my actual hourly rate now, but my time is worth something, and I hate <laughs> shopping. I don't need to pick out my own vegetables. Someone can just go and do it for me. Like no, that's, that's one of the so things. With, no. That's one of the things with COVID that has been great because I, you know I'm a I'm a high risk with asthma and blood pressure stuff. So I'm like I don't need to go. If, I don't need to go out. You all can just bring the food to me. It's you don't great. know what's on that food when it gets to you. I wash it off, man. I wash it off. Apple cider vinegar on everything. <laughs> Apple cider just vinegar. wash it all off. All right. So I think at no, some I point. I honestly hate grocery stores, so it's not my thing. Really? I love grocery yeah. stores. I think they're one wow. of the coolest Mm-mm. things we've come up with, especially like no. the new ones and you see how they're organized and set up. Like, I love that shit. Like, it really. Yeah, no, I'm from, a, I'm, like, I'm from an island where I'm like, you grow your own food and you go get your own stuff and you kill your own animals. So grocery stores to me are for like dry products. Cool. Which you cool can that. just have delivered. I would love to do that. I just, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not the way my life's set up right now. So I, I understand. So, so in the meantime, I will marvel at the fact that I can get Snake River Farm steaks for $30 a pound at the local Safeway because it looks awesome. That's awesome. It is, right? See? See? Now you're yeah. coming around. You don't want someone to fucking see that for you. You no, want to see that for help. yourself. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. That's not what's going to thrill me at the end of a long day. You know what will thrill you is the fact I don't know how Colorado works, but in this state, one of the few cool things about California is you can buy liquor at your grocery store. So I love just cruising the bourbon aisle. Yeah, we can't do up. that here. Yeah, see, it's what it's yeah, I mean, one it's of the because... things about California is even in Target, you can buy liquor and it's just it doesn't make any sense. That's very yeah. convenient. It really is. No, Walmart, I, yeah. Walmart, buy it in Walmart. You can buy it anywhere. Grocery store, Walmart, yeah. Target, buy liquor anywhere. It's great. Which right. makes no sense because California would be the one state where I'd be like, yeah, this shit's not happening. But it happens. So anyway, now let's mm-hmm. 15 minutes ago, I brought up this new Supreme Court justice. Now, yes, your right. Super Bowl. Um, so I wanted to read you a portion of her uh, opening statement, because okay. like I said, Look, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, I at some point, there's still a part of me that wants to involve myself into this. But at the same time, I'm like, people like her who are nominated for these positions, they literally are subjected to having their entire lives ripped apart. And I'm just like, yeah. what's, the, what's the benefit? Um, well, you have to understand, they put their name in that hat at some point, too. So yeah, they, I get they, that. they know that. Yeah, I get that. I just think... Um, it's just a, it, it, I just don't, I said this to Maddie like a few weeks ago. I don't think it should be this way. No, I like, mean, it, your it life should shouldn't be, to be subjected extent. to be torn apart by fucking people who have no, who are in no position to do the tearing apart. If that makes All right. Sense. So to be fair, and I, I understand your point, but when you think about just your average judges, like the judicial process I just went through and the vetting yep. of that, these are the people that actually decide your day-to-day life right. and whatever you're charged with and whatever grievance that you have. So you really should know who they are and know what their biases are and pay attention to who these nominating commissions Ooh. are selecting okay, because fair. it affects your society. Society. So mm-hmm. it's like, yes, you keep putting the same type of person, but unless they don't necessarily have the background that 
can understand the people that are coming before you in your courtroom and, and you don't vet that the fact that they might have a prejudice or might have this or that, yet they're the ones that's throwing people, like these are the judges that throw people to the electric chair. So you need to know what's happening and that's why you need, they, they have so much power, they really do. Yes, there's appellate courts and things, but this to have the highest seat in the country yeah, you need to vet them because they're making decisions that will affect law and the interpretation of law and how our society runs. Okay, I'm glad you said that because that brings me right back to this portion of the highlighted opening statement I wanted to read to you because that's great. Uh, You're absolutely right. Pour more rum. Yes, pour rum as I read this to you. (laughs) Okay, okay. From her opening statement, Mrs. Barrett says, quote, courts have a vital responsibility to enforce the rule of law, which is critical to a free society. But Courts are not designed to solve every problem or right every wrong in our public life. How's that sound? Uh, I don't disagree with her. I mean, so there's different type of jurists, right? You can be a strict constructionist, which I definitely used to be. I mean, Scalia was my boy. So it was one thing I liked about her is that she, or like about her is that she was his uh, clerk. Um, I didn't mean I just didn't agree with his politics. I just, I appreciated yeah. how he saw the law. Right. And you have people who are more judicial activists like um, Justice Sotomayor and yeah. like that want to do things to change the law. And I think you need to have both. You need to, yeah. that's the, that's the intellectual exercise of like those justices coming together and with all of their different perspectives. Can you imagine if they all have the same perspective? Yeah, I mean, then right? You know, like what the fuck's the point? But to have them the like intent, really though? look at it. Like if we really go back, yes, that's the intent for for this for where we are right now. And this, he wants to have everybody be the same, to push the agenda. It's unfortunately political, and it shouldn't be. I absolutely shouldn't be. It should be the people, the community deciding what they need, and that's well, especially for your your lower courts. But I think even at that level, yeah. So let me ask you this: So what? How many levels does something have to go before it gets to the Supreme Court? Um, so it depends. There's two tracks. There's like the state law track. So you have your district court, which is just your trial court where you have yeah. your case. And then let's say you lose, you appeal it uh, to the court of appeals for that state. And then depending on what the issue, if it's not a, a constitutional issue or something that's of a federal concern, then it won't go up to, um, then it could go up to the federal court of appeal, like the 10th circuit here in Colorado. Yeah. If not, then it goes to the Colorado state court. I'm sorry, the Colorado court, the Supreme Court, and then mm-hmm. they decide it. And again, it has to be a federal question or issue for it to go up to the Supreme Court. So then going back to the federal track here. So if it yeah. goes to the 10th Circuit, then that could go up to the court, uh, the Supreme Court afterwards. What makes something a federal concern? Oh, just if it's a, if you violate a federal statute or okay. um, or so it, touch, it, you know, if, if so it's, it's you have to have federal jurisdiction. So like if it's two companies from a different state, that, that gives you federal okay. jurisdiction. There's so different- a long way before it gets to the Supreme Court level, but let's get below that. So, cause I've read this from both sides. I remember when Obama was president and then now with Trump and they're talking about all these federal judges they've appointed along the way. Like why has that become, or in your opinion, do you see it as that? But why is that even so, why is that so political and not just, hey, let's put the right people there? Yeah, it's lifetime appointments. Exactly. That That's my to, yeah. right. Like it should it like it needs to be we need to put the right person in there. Yeah, right. And and I don't know why it's political. It shouldn't be. Like I just saw uh, the process that I went through for a little like district yeah. court position and it is who knows who, right? 
Mm-hmm. And it, yes, you still, it doesn't, I mean, you still have to be qualified and, and obviously get there with your, right. with uh, all your accolades and things. But then at the bottom line, it's like, what, it's not like, Hey, here's what the community needs. No, it's like, here's who had the most people call or write or do this and that. I don't know how they make the decisions, but that's what I'm, that's the pattern. So at the Supreme, well, below the Supreme court level, do you have to be, do you have to have a law degree to hold those positions unlike the Supreme Court? I actually don't know what the requirement is, but I think you'd have to. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and honestly, you would want to. You would want someone who understands. The, you don't want well, to. Uh, yeah, you would want to. But, uh, that you need down. at least a practicing lawyer. My yeah. goodness. <laughs> but that's the difference with the I Supreme don't, Court. I actually don't know if that's. I know. I actually don't know if that's. Uh, and you know the reason why they wrote those requirements back in what, 17, whatever the hell. And it whatever. was like. Right. They didn't have the and now, you know, you, you can write whatever you want when you're establishing something. Yeah. Now, 200 something years later, you're like, hey, you better know what the hell you better know all the laws. You better have been practicing yeah. this area. Let's you think, I don't know called, how we're, we're law school. I don't know when law schools became a thing. I, I, well, I feel like they really always... became a thing in the civil rights era, but uh, yeah, before but that, I, feel, I mean, because uh, I remember reading about like the founders and a lot of people who were associated with them. I feel like they all had a quote unquote law degrees, but I don't know if that was like an actual. Yeah. And they were barristers from England. Yeah. Like, it's eventually a they, yeah. It's a different system in England too. Right. Um, so here, more based on you, you've touched on a lot of this, but there's another quote I want to read to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. So, the policy decisions and value judgments of government must be made by the political branches elected by and accountable to the people. She continues, the public should not expect courts to do so and courts should not try. So it's interesting because I'm like, what, is, what? she's talking about courts, but the Supreme Court's a different court, you know? Okay. No, yeah. This is good because so, I want to, because to me, I read a, that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. But I want to actually... You know, someone as a judge, trained to you know, someone, spot right. these differences and shit. Yeah. So as a judge, your job is to follow it, is interpret and follow the law. You can't start making shit up. Like that's not your job. If they're if you interpret in a way and then it has to go up on appeal so that it gets to who who can make the change, or at least say there needs to be a change, whether it needs to go back to the legislature or it needs to go, you know, just back down in the court to whatever their interpretation is, like that is not the court's job. That's not the trial court's job. It's like, here's the facts of the law. And I had one of the judges that I was talking to as I was going through this process saying, you know, one of the hardest things to transition from a lawyer to a judge is like, you have to make the decision. Your whole job is to make the decision, not argue that what the decision should be. And he said that uh, there was one day there was a trial he was, you know, presiding over and the party's doing their thing. He's like, I just got to the point at the end of the day, I didn't care who won because that wasn't my job. My job was to make sure they presented their thing. And when the jury handed me the verdict, I was like, great, <laughs> let's go to the next case the next day. That's what judges are supposed to do. Yeah. But, you know, there's things they do within the bounds of, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously talking from a trial judge right. perspective because appellate courts are a whole different animal. But as an appellate courts, you are making decisions that could affect the ch- changes in the law or in fact, the ter- interpretations as to how people practice law or see a legal issue. So for her to say that, I totally get where she's coming from, but I'm just interested what her definition of courts are because there's courts, the trial courts, the appellate courts, and then there's mm-hmm. the Supreme Court, which is this, the final decision maker when it yeah. comes to the law. 
so they do make they shouldn't but they do make change yeah because whether we, it's like you just said like there there's nothing past the supreme court right that's yep. that's it that's the decision yeah so God, i could take this so many directions but let me just back up a second because mm-hmm. um her background is she was a clerk for justice scalia the who recent who's passed but what because I, I remember asking you and i know you were doing your own research or whatever it is you want to call it but what what do you think of the nominee overall like do you favor it um, i mean because i don't think i don't think if anyone listening to this could probably get a clear picture of your personal politics at this point which is fine i'm good with that i don't we're not here to define who yeah. you are it's just more to just listen to you and, and learn from you but i don't like i'm not here to make this a political show but what do you think of the actual nominee are you cool with I, it i would just are you someone you would like to see up there or what? If, if you can actually speak on that, of course, as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. There are aspects of her that I appreciate the nomination, but I don't know enough to say, I certainly wouldn't give her any type of endorsement right now. Um, because part of it is you have to like, see how they have decided other cases. And I just right. haven't done that, but from the, the sound bites that I have seen and, and what I've learned about her, um, I think it was interesting. Trump, chose a woman because obviously yeah i think that was gonna be you're filling the sh- yeah yeah and i think it had to be um yeah. because you cannot fill the shoes of ruth cater bader ginsburg right. who literally her entire life was to fight for women's rights to put a, a, yeah. a man in there she's so a big deal I think we that covered was, that yeah she's a big yeah, deal yeah. big deal so um so i think that picking a female was was a good call it was it would had to be um and then there was just certain aspects of her of you know, what I could sense from her politics that I'm like, okay, I'm never going to have the perfect candidate, you know, for this job. I don't know what it looks like. I really don't because there's so many different, I I just feel like there, you know, as far, I think we do need to have balance on the bench and that includes having a conservative and a liberal perspective and somewhere in between. Um, I think her, from what I can gather from her, her federal trial experience, um, I, I think she's, I don't think she's a, a horrible pick. I'll say that. I still need to do some vetting yeah. and I still would prefer, you know, maybe somebody else to pick the candidate at this point, just to be <laughs> fair with what happened last time. But, you know, that doesn't work at this point. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about that too, though. But so where do you come out on that? Because, I mean, I remember the whole Merrick Garland thing, but. Yeah, it's called that? consistency, man. Be consistent. Well, and be so, true to your so words. I like to do this, and also respect the dead woman's wishes. Like, yeah, well, that's like that's if one uh, thing she could do. No, she hung on, man. She hung no. on. <laughs> See, that that's so subjective. No one can sit there and say that that was an actual wish, and even if it was, it doesn't mean anything. I know. I. Know. But so, but no, I'm curious because here's where because you know you got to find that loophole. You're a lawyer, you know that you got to find mm-hmm. the loophole, right? So the loophole is this. When Merrick Garland was nominated, Obama had no, he wasn't running for re-election. So there was going yeah. to be a new president no matter what, right? Yeah. Um, also- That's a good loophole. Yeah. It is. And also who was in charge of the Senate at the time, right? So they weren't going oh, to yeah. hear it. The Republicans were. Now, once again, the Republicans are in charge of it. And the current sitting president is running for re- or re-election and- it's closer to the election than it was because I think Garland was in March. Here we are, and what it, he yeah. was, she was nominated in September. Very close. Yeah. This stuff's going on. She's gonna get confirmed. We already know this. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. 
It's going to happen. Yeah, I think she is. Um, I think she's probably going to, yeah. Yeah, because even, I think Trump has pointed this out, even if he loses, he's still president until January. Like, it's not like he he stops being president on the day after the election day. So uh, he's yeah. going to see this stuff through as much as he can. Um, but when the Garland thing happened, what was your take on that? Because I'm sure I asked you, but that was four years ago. I don't remember. And I don't know if you do, but. What, I didn't, you know, I didn't like that either. I didn't like that no. either. I, you know, <laughs> I really didn't. you didn't like him being nominated or him not being considered. Not being considered. God, no, I, I think it's fair. I, I look, I, I try to, I try to Listen. play, I try to shoot straight here on this show. And you're right. I think the yeah, president, as I long think... as he's the president should do things. But at the end of the day, the president doesn't control what the Senate does. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the checks and balances. We right. Have. Yep. Yeah. And um, a lot yeah, of that was put I, into place, though, because of Harry Reid before the because he went away with that. He made it to where it went from 60 votes down to a, a simple majority. Yeah, and that's why they were able to. Harry Reid was a very, very special senator. I, I think it's Stetson. I, I know he had some recent. Is he still alive? I can't. Remember. I don't know. I So Stetson, we had like a, I was a poli sci major. We had like yep. this uh, thing so where. Everybody around the country, they would come to our, it basically had a, it was a week where we were, the, um, the Senate was in session. And I think I played Harry Reid. I know I played. Did you really? I played. A, oh yeah. And I, oh, then I, I, I became Arlen Specter because he was just like, that was my man. <laughs> so I was That's Specter funny. For Arlen Specter was your man? Yeah. No. Okay, cool. And then I tried to be. Keep I talking because be, I'll be right back. But keep talking because yeah. this is great. Yeah, yeah. That Arlen Specter is your man. Keep going. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. Back then, I know he's not, he hasn't been doing that great lately. And then I had a really good friend that we, um, she was Orrin Hatch. Uh, it was fun. It was fun to play those those guys back in the early two thousands. I'm gonna go get some cheese <laughs> since you went for a break because I'm hungry. Oh, that's what dropped. All right, so we are back with Renee Gobo, who was totally supposed to carry us from that, and she didn't um, as she went to get cheese. But she mentioned Arlen Specter, And uh, if you're not following this show, you should be. And you can follow me on Twitter at Eric TWBB, as for There Will Be Bourbon. Or you can subscribe and like this show on all podcast platforms and the YouTube network. So you should do that. Um, but Arlen Specter. You know what? Never mind, because I totally got Spectre confused with Strom Thurmond, and I don't know why, but I just did. Because <laughs> that would have been hilarious. They are very different people. And I, another friend are. of mine, he was Strom Thurmond. <laughs> he at me like, wait a minute, what? And I'm just, no. that's why from the initial, I was like. He's not my people. No, no, no. Not my people. <laughs> I was going to say, Strom Thurmond, definitely one of those more uh, individuals that probably is not on your side. <laughs> what do you got in there? Matt, Maddie's making off with the food. All right, whatever. We'll get there. Um, all right, so here we are. We're, 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 you already stated that you think, you know, Barrett's going to be con confirmed, I would assume. I don't see why she wouldn't. 
but what that does is it puts the Supreme Court makeup along the lines of stuff that I just fucking hate. But either way, it is going to be what it is. It's going to be six to three in the conservative side. How do you see that going forward? Do you think this is something is, do you think it's worth the, uh, the doomsayers or is this just, Hey, this is, it is what it is until another president comes along and balances it out. Yeah. Everything's cyclical, right? Everything kind of, you know, metronomes. Yeah, but we don't have with what's going on in the world right now. We really don't have that kind of luxury of time. But I think so. Justice Gorsuch, you know, was a Colorado judge, and I didn't know him personally, but my one of my colleagues clerked for him, and okay. you know, just said he's a really great guy. And if you saw the decision that he, you know, <laughs> wrote in the the recent LGBT fight uh, over um, what was it? it was related to oh, I lost it now. Shit. It was a really big decision that came out this summer and it was, I can Google it while you keep expounding. Yeah. And Gorsuch was, they weren't expecting that. So if, and if she says what she, if she really means what she says, then I don't necessarily think it'll be six, three decisions and they really will follow the law and the interpretation. So I'm, I'm going to remain hopeful. (laughs) How about that? Well, as I look this up real quick, but kind of a long time. Let me hit this. I'll find it real quick. Um, when was it? It was this summer. July? Summer. Okay. Uh, yeah, it might have been July. Yeah, LBG, LGBTQ workers, the decision. It was about like employment related stuff. Yeah. Fired for, men, men fired for being gay. But okay. So yeah. Um, well, why would that be a surprise if he's coming out on that side? Isn't he the... Wasn't Gorsuch well, one of Obama's appointees? No, he was. No, a, oh, that's right. That's never mind. The last Trump appointee. Man, I was so dude, excited because he came from field. Colorado. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Um, I missed yeah. that one. No, but no, but this is where I come back to because I talked about this a few weeks ago. Was uh, we've seen this already though, Renee? Like, don't you remember when the the individual mandate was at the Supreme Court and Chief Justice mm-hmm. Roberts sided with the liberals? which made yeah, the Affordable Care Act and the individual mandate law. Like it's, it's been done before. It's not just all political. It's sometimes, Hey, if that's, that's why I'm law. saying I'm hopeful that it doesn't yeah. need to be this big conservative agenda that, you know, but well, it's I not, mean, a, it's not the best time to have that, you know, that swing right now. But here's what I always don't understand. And maybe you can help me with this because I want to get an actual legal perspective on this. What, what the left always throws out is like, oh, man, the Republicans are going to overthrow Roe v. Wade. And that was a decision that was decided in 1973. Yeah, people need to move the fuck on. Because <laughs> if anything, our, our, society, our society has actually gotten to the it's point done. where that... Like, yeah, I get that it was an issue in the 70s and 80s. We are in 20 fucking 20. Like, please move on from years your later. And that's that is not the that issue of our are, time. No, that is not the issue of our time when we it's have decided, like, right? Like, right, right? It's decided. Okay. But people want to hang on to that. They want to hang on to gun control. I mean, I'm not saying gun control is so, not something to talk about, but it's like, move on. But the law you, is what it is. And to go backwards is not going to help our society. Right. So is there like some, is there like some crazy thing in the solicitor general who's just waiting for, you know, to overturn 
the fucking Roe v. Wade. Like, is, is there some pocket I don't like? No one knows about. Like, I don't. No get one's it. getting. No one's getting rich off of it, so I don't understand why <laughs> they care. Right? You know, it would make sense if you were like, no, if, if yeah. and even yeah. like the gay marriage issue. I'm like, you people are missing. You're missing out on a lot of money. Like what are we what are we arguing about we're arguing about whether two people voluntarily <laughs> want to subject people themselves are, to- are still arguing about morals and values that i'm like listen you got to move on from that because people were arguing about it two thousand years ago in yeah. Jesus's time hey, hey let's circle different then let's yeah. circle back to the billboard i see on the highway going to san francisco for apps that'll deliver you weed is this what right, we're really right. concerned about right <laughs> You know, we have people, they're finally realizing what a sham the pharmaceutical industry is and that, you know, especially in Colorado, how marijuana can help. Oh, God. And it's like, yeah. but their generation, you know, my parents' generation, your parents, they're like, oh, that's terrible. I'm like, But did really? they see well, that? You- that's curious to me, though, like, because you guys come from Jamaica. So how did your parents view it? Yeah, that's a, it's a religious thing. So we is were it? super okay. religious. And so the, the Rastafarian culture is anti-Christian in Jamaica. Ah, They're okay. the ones that smoke and grow the weed. Yet, so that's, that, I think that's for the people who use it as a lifestyle, right? But yet, right. when it comes to natural healing remedies, like my parents would make, make a, a tea with marijuana for, you know, an upset stomach or whatever. Like they know the medicinal purposes. Yeah. So it's not like, but it's but not to get high. It. Huh? They still got to purchase it's, it. No, it's growing all over the place, really. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, when you got to re- the States, is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about when they were in Jamaica. Gotcha, so, right. yeah, here they found other things like echinacea and aloe vera and, you know, yeah. ginger and whatever else. <laughs> Another lemons, plant. You know, yeah. just other plants. Just but, um, yeah, they, yeah. But overall, it was, this is not, because once they came to this country, obviously they respected the laws. They're like, yeah, no, this is not our thing. So, and rum, I forgot they use rum to kill everything. Hey, Americans have done the same thing throughout history with bourbon and whiskey. So yeah, there's not a lot exactly. of difference. I mean, and I agree with it because I am one of the healthiest people you'll ever meet. And I drink I know. every night. So I'm just saying. Look at you. Just saying. How do you think I killed the coronavirus? Drank fucking whiskey. Mm-hmm. Couldn't taste it, but I drank it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's true. But poor thing, Maddie in there, like we're going on March. You said she's asthmatic. She's asthmatic, but she's like her taste is still fucked up and her smell. Did she have to use her nebulizer or anything when she was on? I don't think she has one. She's got a inhaler. I've never seen her with a nebulizer, but she's going through like retraining on her senses, like coffee meat she all these things smell rancid to her still seven months later oh god if i couldn't yeah. taste or oh, smell god. my food that would Renee, be the worst fucking thing i couldn't oh taste god. bourbon for six days and i was a dick like i was an absolute yeah. dick like to her I it didn't stop like, you from drinking ah, it though ah. and i'm like like that was six days she's going on seven months and i'm just like i'm not built for some of this shit i'm just not like i oh man the only thing i could remember really be able to like which is weird because a lot of sweet notes are within bourbon, but the only thing I could taste was sweet food. Like sugar, mm. cookie, shit like that. I could, I could taste that no problem, but I couldn't taste any of that in bourbon. Like drinking bourbon was like if I poured a glass of water. Oh, that's yeah. so terrible. It was. That's like the worst six thing days, <laughs> Good thing like I got this super human immune system and I can overcome anything. So six days wasn't yeah. bad, but 
Um, yeah, she's definitely, unfortunately. Well, I wish her luck in getting that all back. I'm sure. They'll yeah, but even my something. parents, I told you this, my parents got it and you know, two weeks, they're fine. They're good now. I mean, it's good. just weird because there's no, doesn't seem to be like a lot of, uh, there's no uniformity to how this is going to affect whatever. And that's why I just say, look, yeah, unless you're old and in a nursing home, then it will kill you <laughs> pretty much. That seems to be the, yeah, but that's, what's weird. But that's, dad, that's yeah. yeah. But Renee, you know, my dad, my dad's fuck it. He was 71. He is the, the epitome oh, of like comorbidities, yeah. multiple heart surgeries has chronic, almost died from asthma when he was two. Like the dude is a poor example of health. <laughs> The only thing he's got going in his favor is he's the most stubborn human being on the planet, and he's probably too stubborn to know when. He's a lot of die. it is your mental state, man. Yeah, if you're well, going to fight what it he's or got not. going for. So him. there you go. But he was fine. So like, and I told Maddie this. Like, I hate to say it, but if anyone wasn't going to make it, oh, how about another example? Does President Trump look like someone who? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't even get me started because yeah. I'm gonna get, so, I'm gonna get in trouble know. with my thoughts on that. Yeah, <laughs> probably good too. But uh, no, because I I had a little skip in my step that day. I'm not gonna lie. I bet <laughs> you did. Had it. And I I'm like, you. oh, and I'm like, oh, good. And then I'm, you know, you hear all about his health. At first of all, I was really surprised at how tall he was. He is tall. He's so yeah. well, look at his son, Baron. Baron's like six seven. That dude needs to be playing in the NBA one day, man. His fucking son mm -hmm. towers over him, and he's only like. I don't 14. pay attention to his kids. Mm -mm. Oh, mm -hmm. Baron is like four inches taller than him, and he's like fourteen. It's ridiculous. The kids. He, Which, the by kids the way, have you heard how Melania is doing? I I haven't heard. Nah, shit about you're right. Her. I didn't hear anything about Melania. <laughs> well, how's Melania doing? Not good. What do you mean she's not good? She's married to a billionaire. What? Mm -hmm. Health wise. Yeah, uh, she's just waiting for this. No, I, never mind. I'm going to stop. So here's how I was like, I'll stop after this. But I'm like, when I found <laughs> out she had it, I'm like, oh, please. She is not around him enough <laughs> to contract <laughs> shit. Because she can't stand that motherfucker. So I don't know where he got it from. Or she, you she know didn't what? get to it. To be fair, I, I can't remember I who made staff. this point. I can't remember <laughs> who made this point, but it's, it's true. Melania Trump... All right, let me see how I can frame this just in case there's the wrong people listening. <laughs> a woman marries a billionaire because they want to be a billionaire's wife. They don't marry them because they want to be the first lady of the United States. That's right. And she did not want <laughs> to be the first lady. Like, <laughs> and hopefully, that's I, I think, hopefully I said that the correct way, but at the yeah, same time. I agree. Can you, let, let me ask you this though. Let, let, let's yeah. be honest because you're a, you're a fair woman. People can say what they want about the first lady. She's damn near smarter than everyone we've ever had in that office. Or that's not even an office. That's a position. She speaks like five languages. She's super, she, what's her, I need to look this up. Her, she has like a real, like a real scientific degree. Like she's, I'm not even gonna look it up. Cause I know super smart, super smart woman. Um, but she's a fucking foreigner and has an accent and, and people are, they, people demonize her. If that woman was the first lady of a Democrat president, I swear to God, she would be a fucking idol in this country. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's probably true because I'm mm -hmm. I, I, like, seriously, that woman, I, I, I barely understand but, Spanish. It's really interesting because the people that would normally have a problem with her accent are his, are people that would be supporting him. 
you're also not wrong. Right. So that's where we are in this country. It's all, it's all about everything is can, jumbled. Yes. It's, everything's jumbled. Everything's garbled. Garbled. There you go. Garbled. But that's my thing with Trump. It's like, don't you remember? You remember this? Like, it, the, the fucking rappers wrote songs about this dude. Like, Trump was everyone's fucking best friend until he decided to put a capital R next to his name and run for president against Hillary. He wasn't my best friend. No, he wasn't your best friend, but he was now. the entertainment world's best friend. That's for sure. That I don't know. Does that qualify you to be president? I'm not Probably saying it does not. qualify if you to be president. At- I'm just saying it's very convenient that if the dude would have ran as a Democrat, they probably would still love him, but he didn't. I don't know. He beat I Hillary, think and that's what eats people up the most. I think is he beat Hillary. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that. Which anyone could beat Hillary. You should. Where do you go to run? I can't. Why? Because I wasn't born in this country, and but you're a citizen. You have to be no, born in the United that's States. That's not true. I'm gonna look this shit. Yes, I it got is. My po- it I got is. My, no, Bro, what was the whole okay? Constitution. So what was, read your constitution. I, I will. So, um, we're well, going back to uh, it's Article One, the requirements of the president. It's the First Amendment. No, it's not. It's an article, right? Election of the president. It's article number twelve. All right, keep going. You keep talking. I'll keep reading. While you're looking that up, what was I going to say? I don't know. Yeah, and honestly, I don't want the job, Eric. I don't, that's a stress. Look at all the people. They're stressful. I don't need that in my life. And if you ever did run and become president, I don't want to be on the Supreme Court. I wanted to be your attorney general. That was our plan. Oh, whatever you want. Whatever it is you want. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's done. I don't it's want done. to be on the Supreme Court either. That's a but lot you of can't be the attorney here. general for life. You can be the Supreme Court for life. You don't want that? No. I don't want, no, I don't. I'm going to, re- I hope to God I retire at 50. That's what I'm working so hard for right now. So I could chill out while I'm still like able to enjoy myself. Okay, that's fair. I was just, you know, uh, you said yeah. you wanted to be a judge. I'm just trying to help. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to do my part to help everyone until it's time to stop. I know right. when to stop. Here we go. Hang on. Uh, I'm looking this up as we speak. I'm All right, so as you're looking up, remember Obama, how everyone was pissed off that they didn't think he lived in or he was born here. But if he was a citizen, then that would have completely negated that. I mean, the fuck, I mean, the matter. dude you was born in Indonesia and they made a birth certificate for Hawaii. Like that's the most random shit I've ever heard. Grew up in Indonesia, but was born in Hawaii. Come on. Well, it's close. <laughs> kind it's close. of. If you ever look at Hawaii, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, surrounded by water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't care i was, I mean, there the guy was the president for eight years it already happened it's too late we ain't going back yeah but anyway uh, to your point is i don't actually want to do it so it actually doesn't matter you can run no, you're, you're not interested in being a politician no no the judge enough you know there's so you know judge stuff is you get appointed um and then after x amount of time like two or three years and you are on the ballot and that's going to be enough for me <laughs> like i don't want to do anything more than that it's not in the constitution i need to look this up better all right here we go do you need to be born really it, it's it's a bunch Just of weird, u.s like, president born it's America. a bunch of weird law speak and i don't want to read through it here we go uh-huh. okay Legal requirements for presidential candidates, blah, blah, blah. Must be a natural lot, a natural born citizen of the United States. A resident for 14 years and 30. Wait, okay. There's a loophole. Resident of 14 years. Born in the United States? Never. 
No? All right. I don't want their job, ma'am. Got, All right. For those of you watching, Renee will not be the future president of the United States because if we're mm-hmm. going to have a, I mean, a female is inevitable. And if we're going to have one, I would be totally willing to back you. I just need a position. Hey, I don't know what you're going you know, to appoint me as, but I need something. So I'll my girl, Secretary of Defense, I'll do it. I can't wait for my competition. Yeah, yeah. I will fuck those people up. I know you would. <laughs> well, so like, similar, like, so my girl Kamala Harris, <laughs> she's Jamaican, she's Indian, she has the same kind of legal baggage stuff. I'm not a senator. It's basically like almost like voting for me, but not really. No, I would say it's okay. So let all right because this show is not designed to put my opinions and views forth. I just don't know how good of a job I do of it. But so there, you brought up Kamala Harris. Kam- Kam- Kamala. Kamala Harris. So what do, you, what do you think of her overall as a candidate? Because I was, I was very happy with the pick. <laughs> I was jumping. I was skipping just like I was skipping when I heard that Trump had COVID. Um, oh. I thought, I, I really liked, um, no, when it, when it came out, you know, as, as far as all the Democratic candidates, when, and there was way too many, and they really need to hone in their party. Like, don't give us yeah. some bullshit. Yep. Like, just pick five good people so we can focus on the five and not all these little outliers. But yeah, I get that everyone needs their turn. But anyway, out of that 30 or so candidate pool, she, uh, she was one that I kept going back to. Obviously, I see similarities in myself and her. Um, and I get that she's been really hard and tough on certain issues that... Um, very conservative like very much so and that's the, <laughs> that's the upbringing i'm telling you that's a jamaican and the indian and y'all people don't understand that shit <laughs> like it's yeah, you know there's fair. a lot of conservatism fair. um yeah. and then with me too religion that like that really that's how i was stewed and grew up and it's i've definitely shifted a lot more lately but the the core of those morals and values are there man so so i was happy the, with is, the pick is, i think yeah is selecting the party more of a... I could care less about the party. I need to focus on the people and what they're saying. I so. Hey, that's... that's. Uh, did everybody just hear that? Did yeah. everybody... Did, did everybody... I always... I don't vote party line or anything, and I don't have a party right now because right. I don't... I mean, what the fuck? I don't even know what's I just what. wanted to know if and everyone heard was... what Renee said. What Renee said is listen to the candidate, not the fucking party, because that's where yeah. we're at in this country. And she's absolutely yeah. 100% right. And it took me over the last five years to stop doing that shit. Yeah. Like, look at the individual running for the office. Because yeah. you can look up all these people. You can be a Democrat. You can be a Republican. But that doesn't mean you have to be blind. And, and oh, God, here we go, Renee. And like, I know it's getting deep into the night. And I know you want to go to bed. And oh, you're no, you're fine. Probably over your bedtime. But I want to I ask you this because – this is where we're going to get into some, some ground that, that may be a little uh, uncomfortable for some folks. But I think it's important, mm-hmm. mainly because guess who's black? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. me, right? So let me ask you this. Why have you or why do you think black Americans in the, are expected to vote for Democrats? Um. And I why think are the ones who pers- decide not to? Why are they demonized and cast off as Uncle Toms or whatever? Like, why do you see? Or, you know, I don't know if you've is, given thought to this, but I just I'm just curious because it's yeah, not fair. It's um, not I fair. have because I I'm having an, an issue with my with certain relatives of mine, uh, and I remember where they are. They're in Florida, mm-hmm. and I when I went back to Florida, I was like, oh, 
Trump signs everywhere. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then, hey, you know, they're everywhere out here, to be honest. <laughs> so in Colorado, in Denver, there's a lot of Biden Harris sign. But when I go up to the mountains where my house is, there's a lot of Trump signs. And I'm like, yep. oh, right. And you have to think about, you know, first of all, I think voting is extremely personal, right? Mm-hmm. And it is as it should it be. Is, it, right. And it should it should be. So I I think that with the black community in, in particular, um, and and I could, I could just say this is the generalization of my own family and what I've seen with our, our family friends. You know, there's in, in the South in particular, there's a religious component. Um, yep. my, my mom, my parents will do whatever the minister tells them to do. And if the minister is a white man Republican and says this and that, then that's what's going to come out. And there definitely should not be politics in church because that was the whole point of the First Amendment, but whatever. So my mom. uh, Just a reminder, Renee knows the First Amendment if you've been listening. (laughs) My mom, immigrant, you know, Indian lady. And she's thinking, I I heard, but I I have an understanding that she might vote for Trump. She voted for him last time. And I'm like, okay. Please make sure you understand all of the ramifications of that immigrant woman um, before you, you like, because she's just, she's just hearing the, you know, first of all, they're getting the information from the wrong sources. You can't trust the news. You can't trust what, you know, right. whoever's telling you what, but I think the reason why, and then going to your other point about the, the black Americans that, you know, are voting more conservative aligns with their values. Right. It, it really is what they have been taught and learned. And it, well, again, I'm speaking from my perspective, from understanding people in the South. Yeah, that that's why I mean, that's why I grew up Republican, because that's what it was. It made sense. It made sense with my values and what I wanted to what I thought, you know, should be achieved in in, yeah. um, in politics or in government. Um I don't know why people demonize, because like I said, it's a it's it's your personal choice. Like should be. That was the point Uh-oh. of America, right? That's the reason why polling is, you know, it has to be secret, or, you know, so you can have yeah. privacy to do it. So um, I think people just need to obviously, like I said, listen to the candidates, choose your heart, choose what you think is going to be best for the country and move on. It, don't get politics involved. Pay attention to the people. Pay attention to just basic things, whether they're kind, decent human beings, for one, Right. There's that that gets washed away, which the thing with the Supreme Court uh, uh, nominee, like she seems like a decent human being. That's way better than other people that have gone up before her that didn't. No, I, I agree a thousand percent. And I, that's my thing is uh, whether we like it or not, and I hate it. Oh, wait, hold on. Come here. Hi, Look, It's Renee. Hi. Hi. How are hair. you, sweetheart? I know. I love it. And she booped me. All right. Yeah. Now that you've seen uh, Jazara for the first time in a few years. Well, you yeah. see all the pictures. Never mind. But anyway. I've actually never physically met her. because I know. And I've I never met Jade. Because, uh, I know. Well, yeah. Whenever you get to Colorado, we'll make I'll be happen. in Colorado soon. But no. So that's my point is um, we live in a two-party system. Yeah. That but needs to stop. We've had. <laughs> uh, look, hey, look if, you, if it was up to me. I, like I love the way the European Union and their politics works. Like parties yeah. rise and fall literally every two years. Like I right. love it. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's the same party and they just figure out a way to rebrand it and sell it again, right, and, right, up, right. and they win. Like I love that. Like but they're paying attention to the people and the needs of their communities. Yes. Like we got to shift. So we got to change. Remember, we can't um, just be the same thing. 
the the woman who's like the head of as she made did she get elected it's le pen in france let me look her up real quick before i make this point because <clears throat> i can't remember if she was actually elected or not no she's the president of the national front so that's their party but i don't remember but anyway the point is i remember reading about le pen uh she took over from her dad and uh it, it, it's the conservative movement in France and they were so ostracized, but he just kept making inroads every two years and he eventually passed and then she took over and uh, eventually she became like, like the major opposition party for the presidency of France. Like she carved out a niche and like she made it work, but that's what I would love to see in this country. I'm so fucking tired of, Oh, you have an R next to your name or a D next to your name. And that's how we're going to decide this shit. And at the same time, going all the way back to how we talked about social media in this country, like it is what it is. Like when you're the, when you're the, put it this way, when you're the, uh, when you're the winner, you don't notice the things being said about you. When you're the loser or you feel like you're going to be the loser, you see what the winner saying about you. And I get it. Trump won in 2016, but I see how they've treated him since the day he's won and how they talk about Republicans in this country as a whole. It's not just him. It's Republicans. If you're a Republican or a conservative in this country, you are demonized by our media. You are. And I don't think that is fair or reflective of the people who actually prescribe to those values, which is kind of what you were talking about just now. You cannot tell me that everyone in this country has to be one way or the other way is completely wrong. And I'm also of the belief that in a country of 330 million people, that we are no longer able to be split up on one side of the room or the other. That's just dumb. You can't tell me that. Yeah. That's just, yeah. which is again, why I love the way the European Union does their politics is because they realize there's pockets within every pocket. There's another pocket mm -hmm. and another pocket. And that's why they make political parties and that's how they fill parliament. You know, you have yep. so many voices representing so many different. Which is exactly how it should work. And that's it, that's what our system was designed to do. But it's like you said, that D and that R, it should be irrelevant at this point. It really should. It, it, or at it, least there should be more, yeah. at least definitely way more. And to be fair, like on the ticket, there will be other parties, independent parties, but objectivist no one's, parties. No one knows them. They don't get any voice. Yeah, like because the third right. party candidate to get a voice was Ross Perot in 1992. And he got pretty far because he why? Did. He had he money. Beat he Bush. Had, Clinton won. He had money. I know. He well, had he was money. a billionaire. He was a very rich man. He was a billionaire in the 90s. Think about how much money he would have today. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, unfortunately, you got to pay to play. That's how it works. Which yeah, is another that is thing. the bad. That, that is the change. downside yeah. of it, unfortunately. You're right. No, because where else could Trump, what other country could Trump run with? I don't even need to take money. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to buy it myself. And he did. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give really him credit for that. I mean, yeah, but that's my thing is like, um, I think these last four years would have played out very, very differently if he would have ran for the Democratic nomination and he won. Mm -hmm. I actually found it interesting that he did run for the Republicans, uh, not a Democrat, because he's he's not a Republican, right? No, it's not, but I, I mean, I said <laughs> yeah. this to Renee, I said this before, like, look, the, let's go back to 2016 and the four major candidates, two from each side, Trump for the Republicans and Rubio mm -hmm. for the Republicans. Rubio, a much more traditional Republican, conservative, more of a hawk, not as much as like one of those dudes who's like 
fucking what was that john bolton he's not a bolton hawk who just wants to go to war with everyone and never actually have any involvement in it himself because he's a fucking pussy but anyway sorry Jazara, don't listen to me um but rubio is like your standard traditional candidate right and he's like the picture poster boy for the republicans because he proves that hey we're just we're we're not going to just nominate white folks like he's a cuban american right so he fits checks all the boxes and then you had trump the fucking outlier who has nothing to do with the Republican party, but he saw like his only option and way to the path of the presidency was to run as a Republican because would the Democrats nominate Trump over Hillary Clinton in 2016? No, they owed her. And that's my issue with, but then who was the other major candidate in 2016 for the Democrat nomination? Who was not also a Democrat? Bernie Sanders. That guy is not a fucking Democrat, but he's love that man's country. (laughs) People like they shouldn't them. have to choose between those two parties. They could just go do their own. Everybody thing. should like, run. Yeah. Why don't we just should. get down to the final two and then, hey, we're, we're, let's get rid of parties. Let's do that. Yeah. But here's my do other like thing. a bracket, like the NBA, like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let, let's do that. Here's my other thing and why I have so many issues with politics and as a whole in this country is uh, what the Democrats did and what I think they're doing again. And you can because this is where we'll transition into next. But what I think they did in 2016 was what the Republicans did in 2008, 2008, when John McCain ran against President Obama or Senator Obama at the time, his first nomination, is they felt they owed John McCain. So the Republicans nominated him. They didn't even consider anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And Obama came out of nowhere and like, I'm sorry, but... Yeah, Obama probably wasn't qualified, but if you watch that dude's 2004 speech to the Democratic National Convention, there was not a single person in this country alive who was going to beat him. And I knew it. I knew it then. It just just wasn't going to happen. And he did exactly what I think everyone expected him to do, and he won. Of course he beat John McCain, because it's like, John McCain? The dude that's sitting up there saying, bomb, 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 Iran. Really? That was great. Not not a good look. In 2008, while we're in the knee deep into a, uh, a war in Iraq. Um, and then 2016 came around, the Democrats repeated the same cycle. They felt they owed Hillary Clinton because she lost in 2008 to Obama for the Democrat nomination. And they felt like she was the next. Mm-hmm. And then Trump, I think, made a strategic move because, as you said, he's not a Republican. He damn sure isn't a Democrat. That dude's a he's a he's a nationalist, populist. That's what he is. Um, I think he's been a great executor in his time, but Mm -hmm. if we're gonna back that dude all the way back, I don't think he fits into any party. And uh, so he, I think, he made a a strategic decision to run as a Republican. Yeah, I think that's fair for sure. Thank you. Um, so then he wins. And now I think the media has treated him the last four years about as unfair as any, any American president has probably been treated in this country. They have not treated him like an American. The guy is still the president. I disagree with that. No, no, I want uh, you to. Did you see how they care. treated, did you see how they treated Obama? No, 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 you're right. But like American they, they've taken at it to another level. Yeah. They've taken it to another because there was really only one. But look at him. Look at him and the stupid shit he says and does and tweets. Like, I'm sorry, that's not presidential. It's not presidential. No, see, I fall into that line with you because I like, I am still one of those people who feels there is, and this is what I feel like this was the big issue with Trump and Biden's first debate 
my this is my issue with Biden as a whole. Only debate. <laughs> They're not going to have another debate, right? You might be right, man. You might be right. But I think the first one is like, I think Biden, that despite all the things we could say about him, like his lifelong history and politics and all, but I think Biden still comes from that era where, hey, you, you can say whatever you want on that campaign, but when it's time to debate, you're going to shut the fuck up and we're going to do this shit like, like adults, right? Like, I feel like that's where Biden walked into that debate on that instant that night. Yeah. And, and then Trump showed up child. and right. Trump was like, Trump. And Biden's yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I, like, I can't talk. You know what I mean? And then Trump's mm-hmm. like, say something I don't like. Watch what happens. Nope, 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 nope. Fuck that. Listen to this. And, and I think we can't even have a debate between those two at this point because if Trump would just allow Biden to speak, it, it would do all the damage I think for him, but he can't, like, he just can't do it. He that. does. He can't get past that. I think that's, I mean, that's fair too. And, and that goes all the way back to, let me get your opinion and take on this is we we've talked about this before, like texting, but of all the people the Democrats could have nominated this year, why uh-huh. they I know that's fine. I'm saying Kamala, who noticed she got out of the race the first early. Like, I also I noticed know. her say in a in a gaff that like she basically is going to be the one who's actually the president. Biden's just the front. Man. I I think that's I think I'm fine with that. Actually, that might help. <laughs> that might help. You know, Biden has his and that's the thing when you have someone that's been so long oh, in the politics. Why? Because you need at this stage you could she was never she could never beat Trump by herself. So I think so? they thought try they think Biden was the best choice. No, no, not right now in the political climate we're in. A black woman? Are you kidding me? No, but not even her. But, like what? What about the? You're other? right. I, I understand. I I I don't know why. I like. I think Elizabeth Warren had contraction. Even Pete, Mayor Pete, had some traction. No, Mayor um, Pete's he, a fraud. Like no, no, Mayor no. Pete has will have his turn. Like this is not his. Hey, turn. look, Renee, Mayor Pete, and I. We were in Kabul and NKC at the exact same time. Everything that man said about his military career is a fucking lie. Really. 100%. I didn't know nothing about his. Thing we like we could talk about this offline. Mayor Pete is a hundred percent fraud. I'm gonna point <laughs> okay. that out. We were in Kabul at the exact same time at the exact same base. That dude is a liar. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> I definitely. Want and to you know what? I will say with a hundred percent conviction because it's not a thing that dude can say about me that I will be afraid to refute because that dude is a liar. So let's just point that out. But anyway, keep going. So. Um, that's good to know. But like, <laughs> I'm just saying the people who got the traction, right? There's people yes. that were saying some good things, right? Yeah. But it's unfortunately the system is that you have to buy, everyone has to buy in and everyone has to buy in from a extremely diverse population that is the United States. Right. You but, take the North, South, East, West, Midwest, all of that shit. It is, you can't like, I don't know how you can put that all into one person. You can't, or one party even, like we were just saying. Yeah, but like Biden, like he never placed above fourth. Like he wasn't a threat to the nomination. I felt like the Democrat candidates just gave up and were like, eh, you take it. Yeah. I know. I, and then Bernie, I'm like, where did Bernie go? I'm like, Bernie, come yeah, on, dude. For the second time in, in two election cycles, he's been just kind of like, you know what? Because look, don't get me wrong. I don't think or prescribe to anything that Bernie Sanders says, like there's some stuff that I can probably agree on, but most of it I won't. But at the same time, I'm like, if this is what that side would like to nominate and offer up, how about we let the American people decide? 
Right. Because I'm just one voice and like, I can, look, I can, I can have all the convictions in the world I want. I can think everything about what this country should be. But if the majority of the people living here who are able to vote say, Hey, we want what Bernie Sanders is selling. Well, at the end of the fucking day, that's what we get. That's what America's supposed to be. Yeah. Give it to us. Don't take it away from us. Right. God, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what happened this time with Bernie because that didn't make no sense. (laughs) It really didn't. But it was just like, it was just so like, you know, it really makes me want to understand the inner workings because, you know, Kamala, like, Kamala was the first to go. Then it went down with Corey. It was all, oh, we don't have any money. And Cory Booker, and then, and then it was left. It was Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Buttigieg, and Biden. Well, what's Right? That was it. And then Andrew Chen. Yang dropped out pretty Yang. But what was the dude? What was the guy from the mayor of New York? That was the big dude, Blasio. No, he was, he never had any chance. No, was it, what was the other one? He was the former mayor. The, oh, the one that came in like super yeah, last like all minute. The money. Bloomberg? He's got all the money, the rich dude. It was Blue, my, Mike Bloomberg. Bloomberg, yeah. That dude's a fraud. The short guy. Yeah, I don't know what that, that, that was. That guy's been every po- political party affiliation. He I, right, I don't know. I have better things to do with a billion dollars than what exactly. he Exactly, so. that, that's my thing. Like Bloomberg spent like, I'm like, I'd buy a boat. You didn't even make a debt, though. <laughs> like, around the Caribbean. I am not. Trump's rich. Bloomberg's rich. <laughs> right. Right. I don't Bloomberg's know what that was. That was another distraction. So Absolutely. Yeah. It was strange how that went down. And I don't think Biden's, unfortunately, our choice. If that's how you're going to go. And it's like, I'm going to focus on Kamala. Because... Kamala, mm. Do you think that's enough? You know? Do you think I think because because I think I have, there's enough people oh, who would rather vote for her. But so all right, let's let's fast forward. It's November fourth. Uh, we could, I guess, me being out west, I don't have to fast forward and wake up. I'm gonna watch it happen live, like I did. In I the, will. In I the will. Thunder be Valley Casino well. in 2016 when I watched all the the meltdown take place when Clinton lost. I thought it was so. Dude, good. I went to sleep because I uh, I'll never forget that. Oh, it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, "We're good." I saw the thing. I'm like, "We're fine." We'll go to bed. Grant and I wake up the next morning. Nah. Fucking New York Times. <laughs> Donald Trump. And then time. I saw the map of the country and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I like it was the worst day. It was like the worst <laughs> day. I'm like, this country hates me. No, oh, it was awful. I was, I was, was in, awful. I was in the Thunder Valley Casino in Lincoln, and I was mm-hmm. watching it at the bar with four dollar beers and just love it. Once they announced Wisconsin, I was like, "Oh, it's about to go down," and it was <laughs> great. Because well, you know, it's always Florida. I was like, "Way to go, Florida!" You're right, though. Florida, Way to fuck it up. But it was just crazy to watch, like the people, even in the casino, like they started noticing, and it was just like this meltdown took place, and I was just like, "Yo, I don't even care. I just think this is funny," because it was just. It was weird how I people. It was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, this has got to be a joke. People took it so personally, and I think, and that's why, unfortunately, I said what I said is, uh, regardless of who wins, I think the reaction will be the same, and I don't think it's good for America. But yep, now, I agree. I I would like to get, uh, if you're comfortable with it, what your actual prediction of the results will be. Yeah, my husband asked me that last week, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm mentally not prepared to do that because I, Fine. I don't, I don't want to go there. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to go there really either way at this point. Um, I know where I'd, I mean, I know where I'd like to, to go. I don't know yeah. where we are because, like I just said, seeing the bits that I've seen in different parts of the country, it is divided. I think it's going to yep. get down to the wire um, unless something 
I don't I, actually, honestly, like these debates, this, I, like none of that is going to sway anybody. I don't know why they're bothering with that, but I'm, people are going to make up their, they've made up their mind to say oh, that yeah. they haven't made up their mind is bullshit. On, on at least the president um, and maybe their Congress people, but it's like, then if that's the case, then please pay attention to the other issues because we can't, Yeah, those are just as important. Look at what you're, what's going on in your ballot and the decisions are going to be made. Because one of the saving graces for me, you know, after Trump was elected was, you know, I work for, and we do have a democratic mayor and we're more a progressive state, but Colorado is definitely a purple state. It is not, you know, a, a red like state. Right? Yeah, it really could swing either way. And like I said, just the demographics of different places, you yeah. know, it's, it's a very broad um, ranging population, diverse population. But the saving grace for me was you know our mayor said you know what we are a local municipality we're going to deal with our community and our people and do the best we can with that and we have had we've had lots of fights or fights and struggles with the feds like especially over immigration and ice mm -hmm. and I, i've had to yeah. personally deal with you know trying to prevent trump from getting or ice from getting our detainees from our own sheriff's office and it, so there's been frustrations, but we have, you know, your local government, your community and your states, that's what you need to focus on because that's where you live and that's where the things that matter. Right. So people just need to folk, I think, pay attention to those things. These things like the presidency, like vote your heart, vote what you think is best for the country. And again, it's your personal choice, um, but really, really research and pay attention. Everyone's like, go vote, go vote. Like, no, just don't go vote. Go fucking research the shit that you need to vote before you vote. Yeah. See, and that's you know, I have a ballot. My ballot thing is this big and I'm going to read all of it. Oh, I know. I mean, well, I won't read it, the Spanish version, but I'll read the English version. Yeah. So my home of record is still Florida. So I still technically vote in Florida. So I, I requested, you got an absentee I requested ballot? an email. I know I got an email ballot this year. I just, cause oh, I just want to, I just want to see what happens. Right. I just want to, I just want to yeah. cause all the chaos I can. So I requested an email ballot and I've already sent it in. It's been counted. I got my little tractor member. It's all been counted. So I'm good. But no, Maddie votes in California. And yeah, like her, it's literally right over there on the other side of the table. What the good thing I think California does, and I don't know if I could do this for you, but you know, they send all, they send an entire like pamphlet with this massive write-up about every candidate and every proposition. Yep. My only problem mm -hmm. with that is who actually reads it? I do. No, I don't. <laughs> Renee, you and I, we are not the norm. We are You're outliers, right. right? So that's yeah. my thing. But no, going back to what you said is, no, don't just vote to vote because that's what I think we're getting from a lot of these, uh, especially the, the, the professional like sports organizations, you know, they've all got oh, and the celebrities. They're like, I'll vote. I'm like, no research, then vote. Please. Yeah, because you if know you're what? just going to vote and like, this is not the SAT or some multiple yeah. choice test, it's like deciding people's lives. Right. And like you said, though, but you know, the burden for your vote should not be based on your race, your religion or whatever, like make that no. fucking party appeal to you. If yeah. they don't, then vote against them. If they do, vote for them. But that's my thing is like what just came mm -hmm. out of this whole shit with the NBA is like, you know, they did this like shutdown after the recent, it might have been in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the reaction to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, they, they came yeah. out and this, like they figured out that 20% of NBA players are actually registered to vote, which doesn't surprise me. It surprises yeah. probably a lot of people, but for the most part, I'm surprised. Yeah. It doesn't surprise that's me. That's not their agenda. Yeah. Well, it's not, but most, most, the majority of NBA players are probably below the age of 24, mm -hmm. right? Like this just isn't their fucking priority. It doesn't matter. 
you and I, like we weren't professional athletes. We were probably wanting to register and vote because this is what we were drawn to. But for the most part, like I can't be mad at a 22 year old fucking kid for not registered to vote. That's just mm-hmm. not his purview, right? That's just not what he focuses on. But he has the he has the the right and the power and the power to change the vote if he's exactly. educated, you know, educates himself to do it. So right. I, I have no problem also, with them. Yeah. He's also expected to vote one way. Because again, what, personal choice, whatever he does in that voting booth is his business. And yes, I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you that there is a a stigma that he's supposed to vote this way or that this is or not a stereotype that he'll vote this way. But you don't know. The point is that he needs to make his, we, the, the votes need to reflect the community. And, the, and that was the thing about Trump. The community was saying that's what they wanted. The community was saying they wanted that type of leader. And that's what was hard to swallow. I'm like, oh, this is a community that's that fair. doesn't no, like I people think, like I think, yeah. a, I think you just put, put it, yeah, I think you just put that perfectly. Because I think that's what people have neglected to realize. And that would be what, like, you know what I honestly wish? And it's hard for me because I, man, I, I am so against propaganda because I, I've seen it in foreign newspapers gone, going to countries where I've been. But I'm not saying I want our media to be pro-America. Uh, what I would want our media to do is be honest support the truth that would be great. I, I just want him to be fucking honest because if i know man that's president, all i want too if our president i don't care what fucking letters next to his name if our president is doing something that's great for this country i want that to be the news i don't want it to be spun and like oh well you know he's taking advantage like i don't know yeah. if you guys realize this or not but we live in the united states of america and at the end of the day all of our elected officials down to the county and local level as you said those fucking people represent us. And as far as we get on the way up, I want the people in those positions doing the best thing for us. I know I like, that's, look. that's the saving grace, no matter what's happening at the federal national level. Right. Yes, it will affect, it will affect a lot of things, but your day to day, you know, that if you have what's, what's reflecting your community, if your community yeah. is one that's, you know, more right centered and you want, then, you know, you have it the other way or somewhere in between. But that's the whole role of government. And that's why that was one of the main reasons, you know, especially being more conservative is local state government and control, because mm-hmm. that's what matters. That's where the people are. I hope you guys have been listening tonight. Uh, we've had two and a half of the finest hours on their oh, Wilby Bourbon. And, uh, oh, yeah. It's bedtime. Um, <laughs> like I said, I've known Renee since I was probably 11 or 12 years old and her and I can talk forever, but we're not going to do that to you tonight. We're going to give you two and a half hours. We're going to let you hopefully digest it and listen to it on your own. Uh, you can subscribe. Yes, we can come back again maybe after the, after. Oh, the yes. Election. That's probably something <laughs> we should explore and we should do it. Li- we'll do it live. You know, what's that bill? Yeah. We'll do it live. We'll do it. In, we'll do it in Colorado, but yeah, we'll probably come back after the election because uh, Renee was pretty cryptic if you paid attention on what she's expecting. Um, but there's going to be a lot to take place over the next few weeks. Uh, and it's going to mm-hmm. definitely decide the future in the, in the direction of this country. But in the meantime, you should follow and subscribe to There Will Be Bourbon on YouTube. Look it up on all your favorite podcasting hosting sites like Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's out there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric, the, oh, wait, at Eric TWBB. There will be bourbon. And then Renee, if you are in the district of 
I don't know, Colorado, maybe if you see her on the election one day, just vote for her. She's a great woman. She needs thank to be in you. charge and in power. Vote for Renee. No, no thank you. No? This was no. fun, Eric. Thank you so much. It was great. I appreciate you joining us. You are the warrior as your sweatshirts proclaims. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll do this again. Sounds good. All right, airborne. Thanks, First everyone. to go, last to know. Let me uh, 